Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. We're ready to go now. Yeah, we just go. Yeah, yeah. Rod, Rogers is gonna put on the headphones. No, I don't. I don't like because I don't like hearing my own voice. It makes me fucking gooped out by hearing my own voice. But you, you know, all right. Fine. Is this good? Just Head, so headphone, Headphones are better. You want to get intimate? I like that's that intimate vibe. It's kind of like <laughs> condom or no condom, but it's in, this, in this way it's like reverse. <laughs> With the thing on, it's like more. It's sexier. Okay. I'll take your word for it, but fuck it. <laughs> I need more. I, I need, can't stand to hear my own voice. I need I can't more low end. Voice. It's more low end. No, I know that's what freaks me out. You can hear out. that subtle, like, hey, what's up? How do I sound, what, sound Joe? Oh, Joe. Oh, now we're close. See, now it's like we're. How's my voice? Now it's like we're holding each other, right? I just—it's like how is that, Rogers? How do I sound? How do I sound? Right? I feel like it's the like one of those nights where I'm lying down with the phone on the pillow yeah. and you're talking, saying goodnight just, to me. Yeah. We're By the way, talking. there aren't even a we set don't of do that anymore. Well, we, oh, I was gonna give you mine. No, no, I don't want those. I felt like you didn't want to do it anymore. Well, I don't know. I, I got self-conscious because <laughs> I was calling too much. Yeah, I don't know. know. I got I was, too into it. You know what I was going through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have here today, Joe? Well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Christopher Thorne here. Roger Stevens. Turn up Roger yeah, Stevens. Roger's Roger Stevens. I'm going to come in closer get my low end happening. Get his low end up. I need all Can of Can I it. kick back like you? Is that weird? Yeah, of kick course. Back like oh, yeah. Now I need to go back. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking yeah. a poop on the fucking toilet right now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's when I do my best thinking, so I'm going to stay in that position. <laughs> 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 so these guys are from the... Famous band Blind Melon. Perhaps you've heard of them, <laughs> <laughs> or not. One of my top three. Mike, bands uh, Mike Napolitano oh, had that on his business card. You remember? But perhaps you've heard of. Yeah, that was his like tagline on perhaps his business you've card. Heard of me? Yeah. Mike Napolitano. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, man. Nappy, nappy, nappy. So what's going on, fellas? You know, hanging out. Transparent Gallery. This is going to be a goofy podcast, by the <laughs> way. <'cause laughs> Have you done your research, Joe? I, you know, I, my, it's been a lifelong research. I started my research project with Joe in about what two thousand two, yeah, two thousand two, right after nine eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> you guys were in a band with Rennie Lopez. Yeah, so you were, were you. you were, he was. Yeah. Rogers was. Yeah. yeah, Rogers was. They didn't invite yeah. me into that band, unfortunately. The tender no. trio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I filmed you guys in shout out Remy Lopez. Oh no shit! Oh. Your last one of your last shows. Yeah, well that was with Roy. Uh, yeah, with Roy, Roy Langton, who I love. Roy I miss Rennie. that dude. Roy, call me please. Roy, call us. We want you on the pod. Turn Rogers up a little bit. I love Roy. Yeah, I miss him. What's up with him? I don't know. And what was his famous band? Space Hog. Space Hog, right? Great band. Yeah, and then he married Liv, Liv Tyler. Yes, yes. Which was like one of his greatest accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I mean, he wrote no, some great I mean, that's songs. That's no diss. <laughs> well, I mean, Come on, I'm just saying. Honestly, you know, like, she's is pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean it in an all good way. Yeah, not, sure. <laughs> I got nothing but good things to say about her. Yeah. And I met her mom, baby. Yeah. Bebe Buell. Yeah. In Nashville. I don't know how to say that either. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was like, yeah. But we became Instagram friends. Now I like her photos and she sometimes likes mine. And it's like, you know, that when you become Instagram yeah. friends. Well, she's, yeah, the first she's step. an interesting it's person. First, it's the first step. Yeah. 
She is really interesting. She ha- and she's she has a lot of interesting people in her orbit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, people who draw in interesting people. I like you know. people like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> yeah, and you got this crazy studio going on out there in Joshua Tree. I do. It's incredible. Greg Dooley posts photos. Uh, there was one that he posted, I remember in particular, which was called A Room with a View. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I, it didn't look real. It doesn't I mean, feel real when I'm working there. It's Yeah. When I'm there, I'm like, really? This is mine? I get to work here every day? This is crazy. It's what? unbelievable. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, it's the control room, and yeah. it's just windows, and then... I, got, I just look out the into the desert. desert. Yeah, it's amazing. We just finished his record. How'd that come out? His, came out his great. first solo record. Yeah, man, I'm really pumped. It was an amazing. It's it's an amazing record. I I couldn't be more proud of it. Is yeah, that the thing that you played me that had some other people on it also? Like you played me something a few months ago that was Greg, oh, and I was like, oh, that thing's yes, amazing. It was that. Exactly. That's going to be on that record. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Good. Yeah, we had a pedal steel player. It's amazing. Doctor Pat played on it. All kinds of good. No, but like some, there were like some notable singers, and I thought maybe that was like a side project, or that was some it's other. It's just going to be a solo record. Great. Yeah, it's first solo record. That yeah. was cool. It's great. I'm I heard it's different. Pumped. It is in yeah. a great way. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's exciting. Yeah. How long have you been out there for? Well, about four years ago, about a place, and then for the first year or two, we were going out on weekends from L.A., from Silver Lake. We'd go out on Friday and yeah. come home on Sundays. Because you had your studio. Yeah, in I had my Silver studio Lake. in Silver Lake. For, I've, I've been you know. to that one. Yeah. And then at some point, my studio in Silver Lake kept getting booked out by all these hip hop guys. Like Post Malone was camping out there for a while, and like all these hip hop guys. Are you for real? Just, no, I'm totally for real. It was crazy. That's amazing. For some reason, like I'm my, a fan of him. My, me too. He's he the writes best. great songs. I agree, I couldn't I, agree more. Really His did. voice is incredible. Let me tell you something. I knew he was the shit because he showed up. Yeah. First of all, he kept everybody waiting like eight hours, but he showed on, up, post. he picked up my acoustic <laughs> guitar. Come on, you're dope, but come on. Bro. <laughs> no, it was crazy. Uh, Punctuality is no, one of my so finest qualities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Post. But he picked up a guitar and <laughs> played... Uh, time. He played some Bob Dylan songs and mm-hmm. Hank Williams songs immediately when he showed it to my house. So yeah, I was like... He's an interesting I was cat. like, yeah, man, you're the shit. I mean, so, uh, so, yeah. He's almost too big. It's like... It's he's cra- massive. Man. Yeah, you it's can't incredible. get any bigger than that. It's no, crazy. It's huge. huge. That's cool, but then so you, then you moved everything out there. Yeah, you, then I, once I realized those guys were taking over my place, I just was like, oh, I'll just I'll just live out in Joshua Tree then, and then I just was renting out the L.A. place. Oh, so the L.A. place still exists? It still exists. It's just wow. now it's rented out by a guy named uh, Kevin Ratterman, who's a, an amazing producer and is the guitar player for Jim James. Okay, he plays in Jim James's it's band, like, so he's like, there. He's moved in, and he has an amazing studio in my house there. That's does awesome. he really? He moved to board there. He has anything? more. He has an API. He has more gear than I have. It's better than it was. When I he had love it. that room, uh-huh. but it's it's like to, it, you know, it was, with the, like it's great. He, I mean, it, and he took over the whole house, so like it's, he's a single guy, so it's like the whole house. Is he good. tracking in the house too? All over. Yep, he's got wow. a, that's great because that front room. Yep, I love he's got, in that he's room. He's got stuff in there. He's got all of his keyboards in the dining room. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, but his place in Joshua Tree is unbelievable. And, and listen, you'd be remiss not to point out the work that your wife does to design these places. Oh, I know. No, it's I, unbelievable. Honestly, Heather, my wife just makes things look beautiful, and she every an environment eye, these guys you know. live in. It's like you walk in, you're like, "That's so cool. I want your life." Yeah. God, I, I want both of y'all's lives. By the way, I don't, dude, <laughs> you don't want my life. I, mm, your life. I got some good. I got good things, but the, but the lawyer thing, you know. The lo- but the lawyer thing, I, it was one of the things I like told Ehud to. I was like, "Man, Rogers, watch Rogers is 
an amazing dude because also he became like a full on legit lawyer. It's like, impressive, man. That's impressive. Like, you yeah, know. I mean, you know, I look back at him. Like, I don't know how I did that, honestly. Yeah, you went from rock and roll star. Yeah, to and a, then I was a lawyer. A, a real like, who, what's your law? Yeah, firm? like I woke up one day. <laughs> like you do trials and shit. Uh, yeah, I will keep that. You know, this is a separate that. part of my life. Yeah. You know, but it's it's um it's a different part of my brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I do. Uh, I, you know, I have great. I, I love the people I'm around. It's, it's really interesting work, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, um, but it's hard. Does your identity change when you're in that environment? Yeah, I'm a complete asshole. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've become See you like in a, a suit. Yeah, like, well, you know, we don't have to. I don't have to wear a suit now. No? That's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow, you can be like a cool guy, like Matlock type of shit. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like boot cowboy boots, <laughs> bolo. <laughs> 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 no, I wear jeans and a blazer. Wow. I like, I, mean, I kind of like the look. Yeah. You know, just a little sharp. I, man. <laughs> just a little sharp. It's cool to be in a rock and roll band and a, and a lawyer. Right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, why not? Yeah. You can do a lot of things in this world. Yeah. It pays And there's better. no reason why you have to do one thing. No. I think our times are like informing people of that. We're all kind of branching out. Or a lot of people are branching out into different right avenues it yeah. does take a kind of person to do what you do and then go into law it's not you say anyone can do it he but didn't say anyone could do that it's it's commendable it takes it a is. very certain kind of person yeah i agree to say okay i'm gonna become a lawyer now and put I mean, how many years did it take well i didn't go to uh, i never went to college until i was you know whatever 40 years old Till after blind melon yeah like so i went and i i got my undergraduate degree in two and a half years and then i went to law school straight like uh, literally like five and a half years i was after i decided to do it i was a lawyer i was like holy crap like what have i done you know, and it was in, it's intense. You know, you look like just, just really smart. To, you look like you're just about to get up, though, like with this arm thing. Like, yeah, because anything could happen right now. Yeah, you're ready, on, ready at the ready action. as a lawyer. <laughs> I could, you know, He's I could, litigate. I might have to throw a subpoena out or something. <laughs> you know, no. so but you you got into like a pretty heavy duty law firm too, right? I mean, Is that they, right? They are. I mean, they, I mean, these people are brilliant. I mean, yeah. they really are. And that's one of the things that I really like about it is, is everybody you're surrounded by <laughs> that you're kind of dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Like, that person's really smart. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I never saw that. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, and, um, you know, good people that are they're actually trying to mentor me, you know. Oh, really? Which is something. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. I mean, I'll, I'll be 50 years old this year. Yeah. You know. Man, you're old. Yeah, I know. You're looking good, though. Dude, I've had a lot of work done. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> All the Botox, my face is like. I'm so sick of that like needle. Fun. I'm yeah. so sick of it. I get it weekly. Yeah, and weak. I can't get the words to form right anymore <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> well, how does it inform your music? You think exercising that other side of your your brain? Not so in much? any way. No, no it no does. Way. It absolutely does. <laughs> oh, it does. does it? And and I, I I say this. I think I even told you this. You just never pay attention to me anymore. Yeah, I don't listen yeah. to you. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like it's okay though. We're keeping it together. Yeah. But you don't um, hear me anymore. <laughs> um, no, because it organized my mind. Right. I feel that. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. and it taught me how to work hard. 
in right. a way that like you know I I, I started doing a rock band because I never wanted to have a job right ever that's the point yeah. you know that's the whole point, that is the point. you know yeah. so um, but then once want, I got didn't one I have a straight job I wanted to have a job that was intense and like like exciting and like had adrenaline and like yeah. all those things and, and that's all sort of true you know yeah and, and it made you think hard and and um, and I like logical arguments yeah you know I like how you can you can have an illogical position and argue it and succeed right if you know what you're doing yeah it's like chess it's true it is it's chess yeah yeah it's true yeah strategic thinking that's all you it is you can have an illogical perspective and argue it into well as logic long as you're aware of that if you're gifted <laughs> well at, right at a certain kind of mind trickery yes and trickery is it mind trickery? Well, yeah. There's there's hypnosis. Like right now, what I've done, I've engaged I you. I've, I've stared you. I've I've locked into your eyes right now. Yeah. You can't move. I can't. Right now, I'm locked in. <laughs> I just see two blue, beautiful blue orbs. They're saying, "Come to me." <laughs> Man, so the band doesn't need a lawyer then. No, we use them all the time. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm conflicted. Sure. I'm conflicted. I I yeah, can't you can't do, do that. No, but no. we do. And that's probably a different kind of... We do lean on them a little bit, for sure. Yeah, there is something to be said for... Uh, being, yeah. It's attributed to Fra Ben Franklin, but I don't, I'm not sure that's actually true, but the you know, only a fool would have himself as his own counselor or something like right. that, you know? Well, he was a freak, though, Ben he Franklin. He was a freak. I heard. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, he was he was a, he was a pirate, like Christopher Yeah, Rose. yeah, yeah. To me, there's pirates and non-pirates. That's the two ways of life. <laughs> two, two ways? Explain there's two ways. There's the, there's the pirate life, like most of my friends are pirates, and then there's the non-pirate life where you kind of have to go to a job and have a proper life. There's a proper yeah. life. Yeah. And then there's the pirate life where you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You just don't <laughs> give a fuck. So, you know, it's just you have to decide what you want to do. Rogers is good about straddling both. I could never straddle both. Well, no, I'm straddle. doing exactly what I want to do. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. If if you can have a, a regular pirate. job, as long as that's exactly what Domestic, you want to do, yeah, there you go. Pirate, yeah. then you're as long pirate. as it's creative yeah. and that's fun and, and and engaging, you know, which yeah. being a lawyer to the degree you are, I would think would have all those things. Well, not everybody is an artist, though. No. You know, not everybody necessarily is creative. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. And and and, and like yeah. and 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 that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Yeah. It's like I I look at people, I'm amazed by. I'm I, I I marvel at the people who are at the top of whatever field. Me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me too. Like yeah. I look at Tom Brady. I'm like that dude's the best. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. You know, people hate Tom Brady or whatever. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. No. He won six Super Bowls. It's over. Yeah. Right. That question has been answered. <laughs> I think everybody's creative. I just think some people's creativity gets stunted and un and not allowed to come out and then I agree with that and then perverts itself into acts of like manipulation and evil. So you think creativity is an inherent human characteristic? I do. That, I that, think that, that, that there's that all it has to do is be manifested. Yeah. In everyone. And, it's, and it's, guided. Right. And, and and if if it's like blocked and repressed, it it, it expresses itself in ways that are I think evil perversions. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or just even like in, like I think like I'm thinking about manipulators and stuff like that who are really artistic at it. There's artists of pain, you know. Sure. And I just think if you're not there, we all are like you know points of consciousness that are so intense that if we're not pointing that in avenues like 
you know, music or becoming a lawyer or like stuff like this that is really engaging. Absolutely. Then you're going to find somebody who's like, I don't think there's anybody that's just like a dud. But maybe there are. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. But no, there's no human that's a dud. I don't think there's a dud. No, there's a heartbeat. You're not a dud. Right. You're, but you might be dudding yourself. Right. Right. You know? And unable to do anything about it. You know? Yeah. You've given me something to chew on, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, it's a theory. Is that an? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a theory. I don't know. You no, know. I, I buy it. I totally buy it. Well, I, I don't know. Well, okay. Let's just say that that um, there's some people who don't naturally have a natural proclivity to to move in that direction to be an artist, and mm-hmm. they feel like, well, that doesn't. Sure, they can be creative. Everyone has creative instincts, but. You know, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do anything. You could only do exactly the things that people told you to do. Right. I don't. You know, I don't mean creativity just as it pertains to being an artist. Right. Like right. I no. give, I give a, a lawyer is obviously or like a, a biologist who Absolutely. discovers a cure, mathematician, exactly anything. Yeah. It could even Absolutely. be like somebody who like you know mows lawns. They do it in that. They yeah, always, I, I they it. always do the diagonal cuts. I don't do like, diagonal. <laughs> you know, they go. I know. I love mowing the yard. <laughs> they go diagonal. They they change it up. You know. They do a maze. Uh huh. You, know, you, you look know, at the. Like, you, you want the long. Longest perspective, right? You want to look down the longest part of the lawn, and then you want to mow a straight line that way because you get the—it's a sense of depth, right? <laughs> Diminishing lines. Yeah. <laughs> Diminishing lines. You're right about him. Right? Yeah. I told you. I'm fascinated by mowing lawns right now. Yeah, I, I did it last. Like tomorrow, I'm gonna go do it tomorrow afternoon. Right. Because it didn't look good when I left. Wow. So you're into it? Yeah. In fact. Got the push lawnmower re, uh, redone by the shop lately. What kind are you rocking with? You got it's a Toro. Toro. Oh. You know, it's a, it's, it's a Home Depot off-the-shelf model. I grew up with Cub I grew up with Cub Cadets, man. But we had a deer. I rode the deer. John Deere, bro. Yeah, John Deere. <laughs> Yo, you turned my mic off, dude. I lowered you. You're, you're clipping here. Nah, man, turn me up. I can't even hear me. He didn't like what you were saying. Check one, two. Ooh, wow. Turn me Come up. On. Turn me up. Harsh. Turn I gotta up. say, this. I'm impressed yo, by your yo, operation, yo. Joe. Thanks, Ehud. Shout out Ehud, who's all, also on camera. He's you're killing it. It's great. Yeah. What? What? It's been like. You gotta turn me up. I can't hear me. Or, I can hear you yeah. great. Yeah. Me yeah too. Just a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. Um. You know, we've been doing this for three and a half, four months. Almost three months. And then, we're, oh, almost three months? Yeah. Okay, so, and we're on, like, this is episode 39 or something? No. Yeah. Wow, do, so you're regular. You're wow. We're killing it. Yeah, two a week, every wow. week. Joe is like, let's do two a week. And I'm like, that's a lot. Let's do one a week. And Are you like, going no, places? I don't remember it like that. Are I you actually, traveling around? Yeah, we, like, we'll, we'll travel sometimes. We've been to L.A. We did Lanigan in L.A., Rosanna Arquette. Oh, that's oh, cool. Nice. You know, Dave Dave yeah. yeah, you guys were right there. You didn't call me. Yeah. I didn't know you then. I was right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 200 feet away from you. There. It's amazing. I would have insisted to go to yeah, your Yeah, I'm right there, man. Christopher's yeah. going to have a cult out there before long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so. so now you're spending all your time out there. So now I'm full-time out there, yeah. Yeah, and, ha- and how's that adjustment? There's a little bit of an adjustment, but it's been life-changing for me. 
and it's been the most profound change of my life moving out there was what I would say. What, what happened? Why was it life? Well, I was in LA for 20 years and you know, Silver Lake. Silver Lake, you're just, you're in hustle mode, right? right. I'm always in hustle mode. You go have yeah. coffee, you meet somebody like, hey, I have an artist for you. You should, let's have a meeting later. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Hustle, 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 hustle. I moved to Joshua Tree and I've written more songs in Joshua Tree in two years than I did in 20 in Los Angeles. Right. I can hear myself in Joshua Tree for the first time. That's interesting. He's, like wrote, he's written songs for this record that we're doing now that are like, I mean, the best things I've ever heard. Yeah, do. Thanks, Thanks, Rogers. Album? Like he's yeah. like a lot of the writing he's doing now. And I'm just like, all right, I'm yeah. going to crank out some tasty leads. Yeah, they all just cool. kind of came to me out there and I never had that experience before and it, it was the weirdest thing for me that that part was really bizarre like the songs I just felt like they were I was finding them out there on the property huh. they just would show up I didn't great? even take credit for him he's been haunted you know what I mean so yeah. we're, we're, once he once once it runs its course we're gonna have to do an exorcism <laughs> <laughs> and it could run its course <laughs> but but it's been yeah. it's been amazing totally it's been amazing you out know, there you know you've been out there all the sand just starts coming out of his <laughs> mouth because the desert went inside yeah. of him like, right, like it's like, like an exorcism but with sand then it's like <laughs> the mummy <laughs> thing where his insides just collapse right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's cool so like yeah. was that space did uh did Graham Parsons used to live there or something like he, that? Across like, the street. He died across the street. Did wow. he really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so insane. Yeah, yeah. Are you making that up? No, I'm not. Oh. No, the hotel. The hotel's the right across the street. No shame. Yeah, died. literally across the street from where I live. Yeah. You could walk across the street. And then didn't David Briggs take his body and drive it around for a yeah, while? Yeah, and then burned it, Was right? it David Briggs? It was David Briggs. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? We worked with David Briggs on our first EP. I did this not know so, this story. See, yeah, it was him. I gotta it say, this, this kind of wild synchronicity happens on this podcast a lot. Wow, I've that's even, a trip. I've even said that sentence like 10 other times. That's a trip. I didn't know this. David Briggs was the first guy we ever made a record He with. was so much fun. Out of right? his mind. Incredible. It was worth it. Oh, but of dude, course. Look at the connection there. It's the best. What did you, he do with you guys? You make your first record with David first Briggs. EP. First EP. We never yeah. released it. What was yeah. on it? It didn't work, but honestly, it was so much fun. For we, the it songs, was worth fifty we, we, grand that I think we it spent was. on it. We wound up re-releasing it, re-releasing it a ne like five years right. ago. We and went it was back the mix, to really. What was the mix called? we didn't What's love? Uh, what was it called? It had like three or four songs that were on our first record, yeah. and then it had like um, Mother. Yeah, another Ouch. song. I didn't really like that Ouch. one. <laughs> it had some of the, like the very first yeah, songs yeah. that we wrote that we really it's weren't. tough to pull off a song called we, no, Mother. No, like literally. It was not. Right, yeah. Even, like there's John, been two great ones yeah. at well, least that John I can think Lennon's of. Well, John Lennon's is great, but even that one's, it's a rough listen. It's like... <laughs> That very, song hurts so bad to listen hurts. to. Yeah, I just, All yeah. that primal scream shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great... I start identifying with yeah. it. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. It's brutal. Wait, yeah, I hear him on that. Go, go that, back to that EP, though. So we did this EP, and it's, then after, and then we we didn't, we didn't feel like it was great, you know what I mean? But here's the deal: the recordings were fantastic. John Hanlon, this engineer, did really the recording. Yeah, the recording. I never great. heard the them. mix. No, 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 the thing that came out. <laughs> That, that Brad and I oh, remixed. right, that you remixed. Right. right. So I didn't hear like, the original tracks, yeah, but I wasn't the, there the when you mixed it. The original tracks sounded great. They just were mixed in a funny way, you know what I mean? Dude, you wanted this. Look, at, That's why you wanted me here. <laughs> that's he has why I no invited interest, you on the podcast, He has no dude. interest in the band. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Go ahead. <laughs> I do. It's just I can't He texted it. me yesterday. Make sure and you bring your jewel make to sure the you interview. Bring your jewel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, I have another one. I'll give you one. You don't want it. I don't want it. Yes, you do. I, I want it, but he's I giving them away. You know, yeah. You can't quit me. I can quit you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying every day. 
<laughs> I almost called you daddy, but that would be too much. <laughs> too weird. <laughs> too weird. Too weird. Yeah, so go on weird. with this David yeah. Briggs yes, story. Come on. Oh, hey, who's losing oh, his so, mind? Oh, so yeah. So, so anyway, it was the most incredible experience. First of all, the guy it was just had charisma. It was just incredible. And he's in the tracking oh room with us. As a producer, he's in the tracking room. He has his own wedge. <laughs> his own wedge. And he's doing that as we're playing. And we're oh, like, really? Conducting? Yeah, like, conducting. Like, <laughs> That's enthusiasm. Making all these crazy motions. And now was, I would be into it. Yeah. Like, now I'd be like... Yeah, you I mean, know? it was right. amazing. Because I'm that guy now. I'm that crazy now. Yeah, yeah you are. But then, you know, but no, it, I wasn't then. I was like, man, this is so not cool. It scared cool. us. <laughs> it would scare like, us. You know, like shit 19, you know, who's this fucking yeah, old this dude? Guy in room. Room. Old weird. <laughs> <laughs> he might try something on me. <laughs> <laughs> this was before you guys were signed? Um, we had just no. gotten signed, and then we, it was right before we had management. So we do this EP, spend 50 grand, and then the management hears it, and they're How'd like, you get hooked up with that guy. Um, our A and R guy oh, okay. uh, from Capital was like, "You guys like Neil Young, so like I'm gonna go with David Briggs," and we worked with you know that was the, that was the guy. Amazing. We had an amazing time with him, and in the end, the re- recordings I know. were great. I did have just a great the time. The mixes weren't great. I was into it, man. Remember, and he was in. We went out and mixed this thing out at Indigo Ranch. You ever been out there? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, it's, it's, it's John Barrymore's like old yeah. like ranch in from Malibu. The 20s. It's wow. in a canyon. It's like it's the most killer studio ever. They had the original two-track mixes of Dark Side of the Moon. That's right. Holy shit! Yeah, onto, we, and we, we put that night. on one night, and, yeah. and like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really hadn't really smoked a lot of pot or anything in my life that time, but we did that time, and I went yeah. around the bend, around the moon. Well, and then they put that record on, and it was like, oh my god, they put up the the original taste. It sounded unbelievable. It was inc- wow. it was an amazing an amazing night. Dark. Well, yeah. The old Neve, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Stunning. That's well, amazing. what we didn't realize is that he was um, sprinkling a little cocaine in the marijuana. Right. And we were all... And the record is oh, m- even called, more exciting. Yeah, like we didn't know primo. it. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> didn't know that. It? That's what they call that, a primo. <laughs> I was like, why am I having panic attacks? I don't know why I'm having panic attacks. I've never had a panic attack before. Why do I feel so awful? Because you're freebasing. Yeah, basically we were freebasing. We didn't know it, but... Well, we had- then that progressed, though, just straight up, you know... And you think about that console, how beautiful it was. You know, just, just carving it out right oh, there yeah, on man. the right. board. They were know. old school. They you were might old bump school. a fader when you're coming yeah. up with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the magic happens, Joe. Yeah, that is. That's that old rock and roll You know magic. how to do it. I do. Yeah, I've you been, do know I how do. to do it. I do know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to make that yeah, rock and roll magic. I've, I've made some of that rock and roll you magic. Have. Yeah. You know what I loved? And I, and, and I, I don't know. You didn't even talk to me. You're too cool to talk to me back then. Is the that band is that you true. had with Rennie and Pat. Oh, Holding the Void. I loved it. Thank you guys you. played on like Conan O'Brien one night. Yeah, we... Uh, I don't. Did we holding the void? Did yes. Rennie played. I know Rennie did TV with me. Oh, and Pat, but we did one of my songs. That's right. Oh, I don't know. It was confusing around yeah. that time. Well, but, album. Was, but the holding the void record was killer. Yeah, I that loved was it. killer. I think we should do. Do you have that holding the void too? You know, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It, we should re-release it or something like that too. Do you? Uh, do you? Will you send it to me? I will. I'll, okay, I'll find it. I don't have it. I don't know where I have a copy. Yeah. I'll get it to you. I wonder if that's even on Spotify or anything. It should be. But I got a new. Li- I got my own label now. We're like, thank you, sir. Mango. <laughs> yeah, it, that's especially flavor that you only get mail order as a preferred customer. Is that right? Yeah. Not. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is. because they it can't let the kids is. have it. Absolutely, it's having a can. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so that's amazing though. The story about like the Neve and the Coke. Dark side of the moon. It was an amazing time. It really was. It was, it was our first experience too. That place was haunted. Yeah. 
And then yeah. you scrapped the and whole Sound thing. City. We tracked it. We at scrapped Sound the City. whole thing. Yeah, we scrapped it. We tracked it at Sound City and then mixed Sound City. Yeah, that's where I recorded uh, my second record. Really? With T Bone Burnett. Well, oh, nice. Come to where I'm from. I never heard of him, but I never really heard it. But is, yeah, is that the a name produ- of this podcast too? I'm just kidding. What? Oh, you have heard it? <laughs> no, oh, you I never heard of T Bone. Yeah, I got it. That's awesome, dude. How was that? I want to know now. Want to interview you? How was that working with that dude? That was amazing. It was like the, what was it like though? Was he work on your songs with you a lot, or he, he was super engaged? Like he 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 filled me up with so much confidence that and just you know got behind what I was doing to such a degree that I don't think it that like was rare, you know. That's and cool. it filled me up with so much confidence. It was like it's almost like he you know gave me soul, gave me some soul. Gave you some mojo. Gave me some mojo. I get he it. really did. That's his job. Like, and that, that's why yeah. I think that guy is as successful as he is. He is, he's amazing. Cause yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's not yeah. like, oh, let me put a tambourine down here. That's yeah. not really his style right. of production, at least for me. You yeah. Know? It, but and you then, write a lot of songs. Like I know you, somebody mm-hmm. who's like really prolific. I mean, do you like when people get in and like start helping you like change your songs? Yeah, I mean, now I do. I'm more into that now, you know. Like uh <clears throat> it's like when you like what you said, oh, I wouldn't I wasn't into this activity then. I've been like, oh no, this is all just mine and me doing it and then, you know, I get into more like collaborative. Like I'm in a band with Peter Buck now. Yeah. I want to hear that. You t- you that's... keep saying you're sending it to me. I'm sending it okay, to I'm going to send you the new one okay. cuz the new one's really good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and so it's nice to collaborate because you kind of know what you. Well, do. I love him, dude. That's I mean, honestly, yeah. when I was a teenager, listening to that band, right? Like, it doesn't. I don't know how much that comes out in, in um, what we do, right? But yeah. but still there are style. moments. There yeah. there are moments where like oh, I'm definitely copping his shit because yeah. I love Peter Buck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, writing with him southern. is unusual too because yeah, that southern thing. There's it's something thing. about rock and roll southern people. He has it. Yeah, you know? I yeah. mean, it's wild because also I'm inspired by them too. So writing with him, it's hard to not like. I'm inspired by Michael. Stipe I love him. Too. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that band. Yeah, it's one of my favorites sure. all time. Yeah. yeah, me too. How is That's Peter cool. in the studio? Does he he's let so, things go? He's so or is cool. He like he guided this last record. And it was like he wanted to do it with the band. We did it in Portland. We recorded live. Like he, you know, it was just he's very, very sort of, I don't know, loose, but also arranges everything. It's all like real methodical. We rehearsed and then we we cut it. And then Jackknife Lee mixed it. And um, and when uh, there's like recently, there's a couple things I wanted to change. Like, oh, there's this one lyric I could add this lyric instead. Do you sit, do all the singing? Yeah. Okay. And write the top line stuff and everything right. like that. And then so, and then there was one other idea I had. And then he just wrote back and he goes, you know, man, in all my years uh, of doing this, messing around with something after it's done has never made it better. It's just made it different, and sometimes it makes it worse. And I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there, I, it I, I, I know. Co- I can think of a couple examples. Yeah, no. Of there's that. there's just a moment where you're where you're like, well, yeah, that's different. But what does that mean? You know, it doesn't mean anything at a certain it's point. It's just hard it's just to different. let go. Yeah. And so you like kind of invent something to sure. do. It's all yeah. also though you can use that as leverage because at some point, if you were right, 
it's a song like for example if you thought oh, this should be a hit song if we right. do it this way and mm -hmm. then somebody talks you out of it you can always blame that person right. for the rest of Which the forever. Yeah. yeah and i think cool. blaming someone that. is more valuable than actual success yeah <laughs> absolutely because you have you have leverage that you can <laughs> so wait, so sound city and it was and then when did you guys make your first record was that where where did you do the first record? That's Seattle. We went then we went up to Seattle after the EP didn't come out. We kind of like retreated a little bit, wrote some more songs, and then made the record in yeah in Seattle at London Bridge with Rick Prosher. Rick Prosher produced. Y yeah. It. Uh -huh, Who yeah. else did he work with? A little band called Pearl Jam. Oh okay. A little band called um, Alice, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Temple the Dog. Temple the Dog. Record. He did all those. Yeah. He was. He, he had. Mean, a, he had a room. Yeah. A great room up there. Yeah. yeah. And he had a great run in the '90s. I mean, Rick was incredible. Was, and then beyond, yeah. like and he did a bunch beyond. of stuff. Like I looked. I didn't he did even three know. Three Down afterward. Nickelback. Honestly, he had oh, an amazing. So he's gone now. Rick's hit. gone now. But he was. He was. I loved him. Yeah. We all. We all loved Rick a lot. Yeah. He was amazing. Well, tell me about that experience working with him. I would say he was not. He was not there often, but when he was there, it counted. And more importantly, I felt like he helped us communicate between us. I felt like as a producer, he did that job. But I, he wasn't around. He, when I, but, but I think he did it exactly how he needed to. He was a very intuitive point. dude. And, and like, I think he looked at us and saw like we had a certain acumen in terms of like self-sufficiency is getting ourselves organized and getting the song happening because yep. we were kind of tracking live, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he saw that, and he kind of made sure we got good sounds. Yeah. Our headphones are good. He stepped away. Go play tennis. Yeah, he'd go play tennis. He'd go play tennis. He'd go play tennis. The man, tennis the man well. was an aristocrat. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. and so but you guys bonded. Yeah, we all did. Everybody did. We, we all loved. did, man. He had a connection with every one of us because he had, that, that was his gift, right there. Those dudes threw the most world class epic parties up there. It's in, it was insane. I mean, because you gotta understand, he was hot at that time because oh. that's when Pearl hot, Jam like like good looking dude or just hot producer both both, both. hot dude both. and hot producer he and his brother yeah he had a brother and they were <laughs> they, the, like, they were the lords of Seattle really? all through the 90s they were the it was like less than Seattle. zero but with nice yes. people yes <laughs> 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 it really was and um uh, uh, but yeah man he was he, he you know it was, he just had it going on he had a bunch of big hit records right at that time he knew everybody. Everybody who came in town wanted to come and hang. So it was like a big party. We would go and big work. party every night. And then we would go and like go out all night. I mean, we we there was crazy times up there. We, we had crazy times up there. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say we, we went for the, it. Some of the craziest yeah. times were up there. How long yeah. did y'all spend recording that record? We did six weeks. Then we did the 120 minutes tour for I think another six weeks, um, and then um, and then. Uh, and then we came back to the studio. So we so we cut about half the record, and then we went on tour, 120 minutes tour, and then we came back and did another, I think, six weeks and finished up the record. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what were you singing on tour? We were. You already we, had all the songs. Yeah, we already had all the songs, so we were we were still playing them. But it just so happens like that 120, 120 minutes tour came up, so we took advantage What's of it. What's a 120 minutes tour? It MTV? was TV. Yeah, it was PIL, uh, Big Auto Dynamite. Live and Blind Melon. Wow. It was 120 minutes away, yeah. It was great. How did you guys get on that bill before your first record? You know what? Good question. Missy Worth. There was a girl yeah, named Missy Worth who's a, who's a friend, who's still a friend. She liked the band, right? And she loved the band, and she was friends with, like, our management or something, and she she's the one who got us on that on that tour. And uh, it was great for us. No one knew who we were. 
But that's why you saw the Dear Old Dad video. Yeah, we, we rushed the Dear Old Dad video because mind. because we were going out on that tour. You were, it was, was that the one he was surfing on? Yeah, top of the yeah. We did that in Seattle. We did it in like Paul a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we took Super 8 cameras, yeah. went all up in the mountains. Yeah, and yeah it was so fun. Was tried great. to snowboard, and I don't think anybody ever been before, and like did super stuff. And that's my favorite video, honestly. It was the it most looks like, good, innocent yeah. one that we did on Super 8. It's cool. It, it was literally kind of shit that we would do. You know, we just yeah. sort of filmed a bunch of it in you know compact. You know, period of time, and 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 did it, and then um, we went out and did that tour. And it's interesting, you know, because the tracks that we cut when we got back, uh, you know, Glenn swears that they sound better. Are we yeah. done? No, no, he's just telling them to be quiet. I just have a question. I'm not familiar, so if you already had the songs, so going into the studio, so the songs were already ready when you went in the studio. Yeah, they were written. So how much of a difference does then the producer? make and affect those songs if you're already out there playing them and you have like your versions in your mind well i would say in this case with rick he didn't change really anything, anything. because he recognized who we were as a band and i think he just said these guys are like roger said they're right. they have their own you know their own path and he kind of stayed out of that way so he didn't change much but we were a better band just from playing the songs right. every night we came back in and i would say we were more efficient in the studio because so we were just it was backwards playing. you already yeah. had yeah, everything yeah exactly just went down to lay yeah. it down yeah how did you guys get together in the first place? Like the band, Blind Melon? Well, I met Brad even before Rogers came to L.A., and then there was no Blind Melon, and I was hanging out with Brad a little bit, and then like a year later, Brad's like, hey, Rogers came out, and we have a band. And well, no, I came out with Brad. We you came, came out together. Out, see, I first. didn't meet you then. So yeah. you went home, and then I met yeah, Brad. Yeah, I went home for like yeah. three months exactly. because of something happened. So he came out home. with Brad. He went back home. Don't and think then, I, yeah, don't try to walk away. <laughs> no, I ain't walking away with that. <laughs> But we all hooked up in L.A. I mean, Rogers and Brad and Glenn knew each other from Mississippi, but I, I, I met Brad through Music Connection before the internets. There was a mm -hmm. magazine called Music, Music Connection, and, and they, that's how you hooked put, up with put people. An ad I out. put an ad looking for a bass player. Oh, okay. I just moved to L.A. in 1988. Oh, okay. No, 89, I forgot. Yeah, I moved there in 88 with Brad. 80, okay, 88, then I moved out. And it, was, it was very, we were in a weird place because L.A. was... When we moved out there, I don't think, <laughs> I know Brad and I didn't expect this, and I, I'm pretty sure you didn't either, but it was like, this was the end of the, the sort of hair metal yeah, band. Yeah, it right? was. You know, great. I mean, you know, there's some great hair metal bands, but these people were marketing maniacs. Like, mm -hmm. they were out on Sunset. Yep. Flyers. Every, like, when we got there, uh, it was like a Thursday or Friday night, and and it was like, you're walking through Sunset Boulevard past Tower Records there, and, and uh it's like all these dudes who look like the drummer from, you know, Rat. Yeah, or somebody, you know, and yeah. and, and and which is fine, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's it's crazy because they're like handing out flyers for shows like their Sunday afternoon at Gazari's at three p.m. Yeah. for a show that yeah. they're paying to play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm like, wow, man, this is crazy. It's like uh, I don't know, you know. And then and then it went away like instantly, overnight. When that Nirvana record came yeah. out, it went away overnight. We went, it felt like, felt like we overnight. Went to a, um, we went to a record company one time, and I'll never forget this. It was, uh, 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 I think it was Columbia, and, and, and there was a poster up of one of the big hair metal bands that was on the label. And um, we met with the guy, and they are like just kind of checking out bands like us, you know, the fucking haystalk sticking out of our mouths. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and so uh, uh, then uh, we went back like two, three months later and met with this dude, and it was like an Alice in Chains poster. <laughs> yeah, yep, I remember that. Uh, yeah, remember and it was that. like all it, like the whole business just flipped. Yeah. Right. 
Did you ever meet Warren D. Martini? I did. You did? I love him. Yeah, I love him too. That dude can play. I love rat. You know what? I'll tell you what. Round and Round is a classic. Yeah, it's a great song. song. I yeah. agree. It's a great song. And there's another, a there. I mean, there's a couple of. I mean, I I love this, a few I of like those bands. Cinderella too. Uh, they were good. That dude was great. Bad name though. Yeah. Yeah. Get some good songs though. Because the band was. Better it was. It was than the era. Name. You know, it was the era. They would have been. Like d- they would have looked voice. like Aerosmith in 1978. See, Aerosmith is such a cool name. Yeah. yeah. If they, if, imagine Aerosmith being called Cinderella. <laughs> Doesn't have the same <laughs> fire. See what I mean? No, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't have sold anything. <laughs> like, would have been over. You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't have been the same. No. Where did you get, get Blind Melon for a name? That was. Um, uh, uh, Brad, who's a uh, bass player, his, um, we grew up in West Point, Mississippi. It's a small town, and uh, he lived next door to this apartment complex, and uh, they would, uh, there was a guy over there who would yell it out the window at people and say, you know what's happening to Blind Melon? You know, it's like, it, because the, 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 uh, there was a Cheech and Chong movie at the time that was a hit movie. It was like one of the movies that Blind Mel and Chitlin is in. Yeah. It's a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where it comes from. Oh. comes from Cheech and Chong. And so like he heard his, <laughs> when he was a boy, you know, five years old, he just remembered somebody yeah. yelling it. And yeah. this is one of those things. Yeah. He just remembered it, you know. I was like, yeah, that's cool. It kind of has like, it almost sounds like an old blues person because it kind of is. You know? Right. But that's where it comes from. And how does Shannon get involved in the band? You met him, right? You I met Shannon. I, you know, I heard about Shannon before I met him and mm-hmm. he'd only been in Hollywood for like a week the dude was like he had been arrested like three times yeah already <laughs> like he came he came he basically was on the run on the lamb mm-hmm. so to speak from uh, where he for was. his home yeah, state he, yeah he left Indiana and he got there and his sister had gone to um, to school with Axel graduated high school with him yeah. And she called, I think she called him and said, hey, can you like look after my little brother or something? So he showed up there and he's living at Axel's place. Right. And we, How did that happen? He was friends. Yeah, was yeah. sister. Yeah, they knew each other oh, a little okay. bit, but his older sister was, you know. Yeah. Um, him and Axel are both Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so, um, and we, we had been playing around and we knew this person who, this, this uh, woman out there who, who had heard our demos that I was, songs I was writing with Brad and, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they were trying to help us out to find a singer. And we got you around this time, though. Like, Yeah, right after you met him, then you yeah. guys called. I remember Brad yeah, like it just me. like happened like yeah, that. Yeah, Brad was like, we just met this singer. I remember him saying he, he's a cross between John Mellencamp, which I thought was an odd choice. for Brad. That's what Brad told yeah, me Yeah, I can hear. I mean, you know. I, a little bit. And then I think Janis Joplin, which was always a good reference. So well, yeah. I mean, and when he, we went in there, and um, he... We had a garage that we were practicing in West Hollywood. And he sat down on the floor, and um, just with an acoustic guitar and played "Change," which is on our first record. He mm-hmm. just was right there, talked about it, and I was like, "I love that, that song. dude's a fucking rock star." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That dude, you're a star." I was like, "I'll follow you anywhere." That's wild. And um, I was like, "He kind of sounds like a girl, but he's also kind of like a really cool girl." <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, he sounded like Janis Joplin or mm-hmm. something. In a way, and um, but he also had a real rock and roll vibe to him, and and, and his charisma was off the charts. Like you just off in the, the room with him, you're like, yeah, where are you going right now? Like I'll follow you there because yeah, right. I don't have anything going on right now. Like it's, you just follow this dude all the time. He's hilarious. Right. He's fun. You know? Yeah, it's sort of a tornado. Man. What a great song too. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he didn't you do that with us? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah you time, covered man. that. That's great. You. And you recorded it on your uh, Twitter, cool. and it's on awesome. Instagram, yeah, or Instagram. Yeah, yeah. 
That was fun yeah, night. I love that song. Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. That, at that time too, like it was exactly like we recorded it too. It was done. Yeah. It was. You know that that whole like the arc of that melody, yeah. the way it, mm-hmm. he brings it up in that second verse. I think it's amazing. It it's universal. It's a universal theme. Yeah. That's what he was good at. It's like a genius song. Is that one of his first songs? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking you wrote that. Like thinking yeah. like oh, that was one of the like, first oh, ones he wrote. Damn, yeah. Like you're at that level. He wrote that at home in Indiana. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Did he have other it offers? It was exciting. Yeah, that's Did we have other offers? No, did, did, did he have other offers? When you came to him, was he like, oh, I might go to this other band, or he was just... I don't think so. He was a, no. He was no, he available. was a for real dude. No. Like, we hit it off right away, and he was for real. He saw what we had, and we saw what he had, and it was, it was done. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm sure there were other suitors, though. Right. No, but you said you guys had songs, so the music for that first <laughs> album was written mostly by who? Uh, by all of us. At that point, it was just, you know, we were really collaborating quite a bit because what happened is, is we got a record deal. And the truth is, Shannon was getting into so much trouble in L.A. that we said we got to get him out of L.A. So the band moved from L.A. to North Carolina. We rented a house in, we wanted to go to Chapel Hill, but we couldn't get a house there. So we went to Durham, got a house. And for, I forgot, for a couple months or so, we all lived together and wrote songs. So that's where all the songs came out of from. I think we wrote Sleepy House, or Rogers wrote Sleepy House, I think. And in, in, is, that, is that where that came from, That those sessions? Yeah, because yeah. Sleepy House is about the house that we were living in in Durham. So we wrote that song there, and a couple of the really good ones came out of that session there in, in Durham. And it was a great time. Like, we got a record deal, but we didn't really know how to play and write. I mean, we really didn't. You know, I think we had a superstar in the band, and there was potential there. But we won't work. We made some stuff up. We made some shit up. We we're like, yeah, we got lots of songs. We yeah, no we'll songs. let you hear those after yeah, yeah. we get the you know, fucking money. Get the money. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I mean, That's honestly, exactly we scammed we our way to a deal. And I think it had to do with, you know, Shannon had this incredible charisma and we were delivering change was on our demo and you know, we're delivering some great songs and Tones of Home I think was maybe on Tones the Tones of Home was on that yeah. yeah and there was another song that they really liked that we didn't the same yeah, version exactly. of Tones of Home back then I think a pretty similar version right Tones of Home didn't change that much did it when we wrote it, it well like the same. when Glenn got in the band that changed a bit for sure it changed everything yeah, yeah, that's sure. when the band got good that's you when know? we became Blind Melon honestly I mean or good Glenn. you know like yeah, Glenn yeah. was so much better than the rest of us yeah. at that time that that's it was true. like uh, that's true you know he pulled it all together and yep. then the first record, that's the one that had no rain on it, right? Like, yep. Sorry, I'm just getting rid of yeah. that bug. Yep. And so how? So the record comes out, and then you guys just tore it. What? What? The, the record comes there? out, and it's a total flop. And we're like, we well, thought we were going to be superstars. Wasn't it wasn't a flop, but it, but you know what? We I in my mind thought we're going to explode. You, we, you're like we're, waiting on the money truck. I'm to back like, up. man, give me a month. You know what I mean? Just dump it in here. Yeah, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen for a year. Why? You just thought that the record was so good? Or no, you, you just I just had... thought we... We were confident. We yeah. were confident, but we were told we were the next big thing, and we are 20, so you don't know any better, so you believe right. everyone who's telling you you're the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. we definitely got all that. Shannon's in, the, Shannon's in the Don't Cry video. We were teed Before, up. Before, you right. guys were big. Yeah, yeah. so she, you know he's in the Don't Cry video. Right. We have a new record out. It's laid out in a perfect way to be the next big thing. Yeah. But it comes out, and it's like, because it wasn't what people thought it was going to be. I mean, and it's also, like we made a much more organic record than I think. You know, people thought it was going to be Guns N' Roses Light Two or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. There was nothing like it at the time. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't really hit until No Rain. No Rain was our third single on that record. So we no, no, it was the fourth. Fourth single. You're right. Really. In theory, it's like Dear Old Dad, I Wonder, Tones of Home, No Rain. Then we went back to Tones of Home. <laughs> 
and then we yeah. Like, why change. don't we do that? We should have gone straight to. Yeah, change. That was lame. That was lame. I don't know. It was too uh, long. But yeah, that's why the record yeah. didn't do MTV what it could have. MTV era, unless you had that hit music video, nobody knew who you were. Exactly. And but when we made that video, for and no and when you had one, nobody knew who you were. Well, but look at you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You made that video. No one knew who we were. They knew who the B girl was. <laughs> Whose artistic decision was that video? Well, Sam we, Bayer is the yeah. director. I mean, it's great. I mean, we, I'm, what are you going to say? You're going to complain about that? I mean, but it was like um, uh, uh, the, 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 the original image that's on the album cover is the drummer's sister, who's my age, who I grew up with. And um, that was just a picture of her dancing, you know, from one of her like high school, her like little grade school dance oh, or something. Okay. And we're like, oh, there's an album cover. It's good enough. Okay, boom, done. <laughs> I think it was you who picked it out or something. It was my idea. I, I never get the credit, but it was my idea. I picked the B girl. Well, I don't know. I don't ever take the credit, but I saw it. We walk. I'll mean, never forget walking up the steps to Glenn's house. We're getting the tour. We you had, can have the credit. We had crawfish etouffee <laughs> that night, and we walked up the steps, and I just saw that picture, and I was like, that is just like. Such a picture that we all experience, that sort of weird insecurity of being in that age. You know what I mean? And you're finally conscious of feeling weird. You know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it just, it was just such an awkward thing that I felt like everyone could relate to. So I was like, that would make a good cover. And then I didn't think about yeah. it. And then it came up, you know, and at some point we used it. You know? Well, I think, I think it was like at that point, we were like, well, just, I think that's pretty much the only thing that we told Sam was to use that image. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he did. Just, he made up the whole thing. He made up the whole thing. We literally uh, got off the bus on tour. We we pulled in at like, you know, nine in the morning at this, in the Simi Valley. We were touring down the West Coast. And we get off the bus and you walk out. And it looked just like the video. I mean, it was all B girls. People were all tons there. of B girls around. Yeah, and all yeah. different colors of B girls. We're like, wow, this is great. Wild, there were wild horses out. There. It was stunning. It was amazing. And like you know, within two hours, Shannon was completely naked on LSD. On LSD. <laughs> it was a beautiful day, though. It was. It's got that vibe in the video, though. We L were there not LSD long. You know, they vibe, did the rest like, of it without us even being around. Like yeah. all the stuff that of her running around in the city and stuff. That's all he did. That like the that's day a different before. Day. Yeah, he did the day, day before. So yeah. when that <clears throat> when that video lands and it, and it becomes like okay, after a year, you guys w must have been having some doubts and fears. Yeah, we were getting ready to make another record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were over touring. We, were we, over we, it. we did six times around the states in a van. Yeah, mm -hmm. all of us. Yeah, we were dead. We thought we were done and going to make another record. Yeah, and then no rain. And happened. then that happened. And then, so what was it like having that cultural impact? What does that feel like? Surreal, for starters. It's a weird moment, for sure. You know, Buzzbin was so powerful. You know, Buzzbin was the MTV, MTV thing, and it basically just meant we're going to play the shit out of this video yeah. nonstop. And if you got that, it changed your life overnight, and it changed our life overnight. Literally right. overnight. Like, overnight. I remember, because we were on tour... When I don't know if you remember this, like in 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 like 1993, there were some big floods in the Midwest, right? Mm -hmm. It was like yeah. like we were driving touring through the Midwest down the highway down to St. Louis, and there you know you could see the roofs of houses yeah. mm -hmm. off of the sides and those like flat farmlands. And then so we got down there and um, we were playing at this place, Mississippi Nights. You ever been there? I don't think so. It's like a big it's rock right on the club water. There. It's not in Mississippi. It's in St. Louis. It's, it's in, yeah. It's on the river though. It's on the backs up to the river. Yeah. But um. So I woke up at like, you know, two in the afternoon, as you do. Yeah. And uh, I look out my hotel window, because we're right across the street from the club, and there's a line that's going down the street and around the block. And I'm like, oh, it must be like Bill Clinton or something. I thought there was a parade. I thought it was, I was Bill like, Clinton. Is there a parade? I just guessed the oh, president was here. Oh, that's so sweet. Here. There must be a parade. 
And that was for the show that night. Yeah, and it happened like that. First like time. The, the show like that. that was two nights before wasn't yep. like that. There you go. That's exactly what it was. Wow. Yeah, overnight. <laughs> I mean, you know. And we had already booked a club tour. So right. for the rest of that club tour, just, it just to, rammed. It was crazy because we were just, you know, honoring our obligations. Really, we should have stepped up and gone to a bigger venue, but we just went and did this club how tour. Exciting it was mayhem. Was, how exciting was that? It was crazy. It was mayhem. It got, it got real different right away for sure. It got crazy. Well, yeah. Was, what was good about it? Or what did it do to I mean, your confidence and all that? Yeah, I guess. Swagger. I, yeah, I guess. It, I, I, that's, but I have to say, we were so burnt and tired at that point. Too. That didn't re- refuel you. No, we'd, ar- we'd already been humbled. So, yeah. like, it didn't really, like, we yeah. didn't become massive dickheads. I don't mean that, though, but I just mean, like, success is fun. It you was know? super like, when fun. Success oh, man. Happens. It, was, it was fun. It's fun. Yeah, oh, it dude, fun. I, we had fun. Yeah, it's just a good feeling. It was fun. Yeah, like, it worked. It worked. This collective thing. Everybody's been doing it for a long Long time, right? You, know, yeah. you guys all pitfalls. All of a sudden, holy shit, it worked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But by then we were burnt. But, but you know, <laughs> but I that felt, must have done. Something I think people. I think people were. I think it, it did. It did give me a little extra fire. Had sure. to give yeah. you a little extra pep in your step. <laughs> it definitely too. did. It like, definitely. Yeah, did. I'm not lying. Yeah, it did. Come on. But let me uh, tell I'll you something. I'll never forget when he pulled up in his Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but here's the thing that I will say about the experience, though, is in it. Everything was happening so fast. Mm-hmm. One day, like, oh, you're opening up for Neil Young. Oh my God, that's incredible! And then, like, three days later, oh, now you're gonna open up for the Stones. Like, mm-hmm. what? Crazy! Oh, now you're on the cover of Rolling Stone. Like, just thing after thing, everything. So I feel like in the moment, I didn't really yeah. recognize it all mm-hmm. until it was over. And then it happened so fast. And then Shannon dies in '95. And then I'm like, hold it, what just happened? Right. If I felt like that. When Shannon died in 95, I went, what just happened? Yeah, we really? were still all on that, that high, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like, it happened so fast, you don't... adjusting to the high you, you, You're yeah. adjusting to it. I mean, we were, it was, so you know, we were doing well. But, you know, it's, you know, we, we, at that point, I mean, we, we, like you said, we were so tired that it, we weren't really engaged. And also, we were too tired to really take control of what was happening to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you probably couldn't control right and so we did a lot we did too much of like the stuff that he's talking about like oh we're opening for our heroes instead of like establishing our own identity and like like we were burnt you know like uh, you know we should have done something handled things a little bit differently maybe Mm -hmm. we should have said we're going home yeah and we're gonna make you know first of all take a breather and then make a record right it wasn't healthy for us to continue, I would say, at that point. We were all pumped because ha- we were having success. But at that point, we're super burnt, and people are, you know, going off the rails a little bit. I so see, yeah, because that burnout energy that can, like, lead to, like, doing shit like blow and stuff like exactly that. That's exactly it. I'm tired. Yeah. Give me something. And then you have yeah, access. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you have, And then you know you have money coming in. Even if you don't have yeah. it then, you know you're going to get money. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a and, bad, and you know it what? Be a bad and there's always somebody who just wants to give it to you. Of course, yeah, right. Absolutely. You don't even need yeah. money. Yeah, that's true too. In fact, yeah. you're a damn fool if you spend your own money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And the, the pressure of like making sure you like deliver to this packed house, and then your insecurity coming in with your exhaustion. Sure. And like, and then also, yeah, cocaine is like, you know, becomes an obvious answer or an answer that a lot of people yeah. say yes not to. a good one not a good one not no, a great one of course one. not not a good one in any way but no, yeah but, but it was you, there you if can... you could only use it once or twice to get the job done yeah 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 it's not like that though yeah it's it not work like that unfortunately it doesn't work like that just in a pinch you know what I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> my Devil, dose de- devil's, <laughs> devil's dandruff that was Bolivian marching powder yeah so th- <laughs> so 
so you could do that tour. Did you? And then you went straight to New Orleans after that, or what happened? I moved down there. You stayed in Seattle. Three of the guys moved down there. You, Brad, and Rogers and Glenn all moved to New Orleans. I stayed in Seattle. Why'd you move there? It, you know, seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, you know, you can live there for cheap. You've lived yeah, down there before, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Every time yeah. I would tour there, I never wanted to leave yeah, there. Yeah, I love it and there, that's too. Why Did you I, ever live there? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you went down yeah. and stayed with Mike or something. Yeah, Mike and, and uh, yeah. I haven't seen his house. No, I've been in that house. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm supposed to go yeah, soon. Killer. It's like Mini Kingsway, actually. Yeah. Not Mini, but... I've been threatening for some time. I can't believe you haven't been there. So you moved down there. Where'd you Where'd you move? What neighborhood? Uh, I was in, I was on Magazine and Upper Line, mm -hmm. um, and Brad was a block away, and Glenn was like three blocks away, and we never saw each other. Right. We just went on different trips. I was a you know I went nuts. What'd you do? You know you know it's New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> you went um, nuts. Yeah. You can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know I had I had fun, um, and um, then we started trying to write. You know. Our record and Christopher, I think, was coming down at that time. I don't yeah. know. Um, but then, you know, then we saw Kingsway. Mm -hmm. Dan Lamb And it was like, oh, man, you know, that's the place. Nice you know, you got to be in there. The place is gorgeous. And mm -hmm. so that's where we did it. And and eventually Christopher kind of came down there full time. I lived in the Pontchartrain Hotel for a while, and then I moved into the back of your place. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is for soup? For Sue, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we because three of the guys live there, it just made more sense to run the business out of there. So well, Shannon and I would. Too. I had an yeah. indoor pool. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was but, but but it's I paid eight hundred dollars eight hundred dollars a month for this house. That place was With an and it was like pool. a you know, the ceilings like huge high ceilings. With a back house too, by the way. A back house, yeah. back apartment, and yeah. and then it had a, an indoor pool. It was in a greenhouse that was attached. You could walk it's out. Amazing. Oh, it was amazing. The place was great. Damn, it was crazy. I'm confused on the timeline. So you did the first album. This was in '94. You did that tour, and then the tour ended, and then you guys took a break. Is that when you moved to New Orleans? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, right we then. We took a break. Rogers and I and Shannon went up to Mammoth and wrote some songs. That was all around that same time. So it wasn't and a breakup. It's just like let's take. Some oh time yeah, no, off. it was like we've just worked our asses off. Uh, now take a minute. You know what I mean? Uh, Everyone took a minute, and some people bought houses. You went back to LA. I went back to Seattle. I stayed or, in Seattle. Oh, Seattle, right? Yeah, I just stayed there because we had made the record, and I was like, well. And I'll you, just stay here. It's and great. He's the one who really, f like, really started learning about recording around then. And yeah. Bought and built you a studio sane. in his basement. I, and I, I don't know about sane, but <sighs> but I built a studio in Seattle and just got got right into like producing immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, right right in Seattle. So I don't know about sane, but I definitely. Well, you put the money into a positive direction. I did. I knew that I wanted to make records forever, and I thought, well, I could buy a nice car, or I can buy an API. So I see, that's the thing that he has, and that's why I'll be destitute. Mm -hmm. and you he can won't. always use my API. You can always drive my API anytime yeah, you want. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, 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 I'll be calling him up for lunch. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, if, I changed if just being, one more time. If being hipster uh, Matlock <laughs> doesn't work out for you. <laughs> hipster Matlock, I love it. But Yeah, so then Kingsway and you meet Mike Napolitano. Oh, who sick. we immediately loved. I Legend. Mean, we were like, yeah, Legend. Yeah, Legendary Legend, yeah. dude, yeah, for man. sure. He was great. Yeah. I miss Mike. Yeah, I do too. I, do I was too. just thinking about it in my head. I was like, boy, <laughs> I I've had some that fun too. times with I've that seen, guy, man. It's like, wait, I, I talked to him recently. I'm like, man, he's going to get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, us, he's yeah. great. And he produced our Nico record after Shannon passed away because we love Mike so much and he was there when we were making the Soup record. We said, help us out for the Nico record. And he came up to Seattle and produced that Nico record with us. Nico's here. She's still here. Yeah. No, she, she just, she, she left. She, I don't know. She, she left. Yeah. We should get her on here in the end. Yeah, I know. 
Did she split split? Somebody text her. But then Soup, how did you guys write that the, the whole album? You came down and then Yeah, we were working a lot. I feel like we were rehearsing in the back of your that little room that I Yeah, I had a I had a house there? uh you know that had had some good space, you know, and so we, we kinda set up like it wasn't like full on, you know, rehearsal rehearsal. It was like we're kinda working out ideas with a few amps and drums and whatever, but it was yeah. it was um you know, people kind of it was different than the way we did it the first time, which is a lot more everybody's in the room at the same time. We so there was people like splitting so. off yeah. and like working yeah. together and you come in with an idea and then everybody kind of works it out. Who was producing it? Andy Wallace. Andy Wallace. So he came down for like two weeks, I think, right? And we just kind of played. Yep. We sat there and listened. He didn't really change much. Why'd mm -hmm. you go with him? Because he was popular. Mm -hmm. I have to be honest. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember know. being a part of the decision. <laughs> no, here, here's the truth. We wanted Mario Caldetta, who did all those, um, if I'm saying his name Beastie right. Boys Beastie Boys records. Beastie Boys records. And those I, things, yeah. In our mind, we were like, and, and Mario just made this record called, um, oh, I just forgot their name. It'll come to me. Uh, Mother Luscious, Tongue. Luscious Jackson. Luscious, Luscious Jackson. Jackson, but Mother Tongue. But Mother Tongue was this amazing band from L.A., still around. And I they remember, are? Yeah, they were out back touring again. They opened up for us at the Palladium, remember? Huh. Yeah. But anyway, I remember hearing that. But anyway, the A&R guy from Capitol was like, yeah, no, you're not going to use, you know. And I don't think Mario was interested anyway. But um, And then at some point, Andy's name came came around. And... Here, let me hit that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that. Upgrading. I didn't know that that was okay. Yeah that's, okay. yeah, that's okay. Broadcasting standards. So first, uh, yeah, we did this with Alejandro Escoveda. He was like, he was like, can we get a spliff? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You just be careful. Yeah, I'll be careful. Yeah. Yeah. It's got PCP in it. Does it? It's <laughs> my favorite. No, so why didn't you want to work with Dan Lanois? Oh, I would have worked with Dan in a heartbeat. I think Dan had it. Then we weren't even on his radar is what I think. So he never came up. I'm a, you think so? I, I mean, think so. I you guys so. were a hit band. I don't know. I don't know that we're like Dan's thing. But I, but for me as a producer, that's what made me want to be a producer, hearing those Dan records actually right. at Kingsway. Mike DiPolitano played for the Beauty of Winona for me. And I remember hearing it at Kingsway and just mm -hmm. thinking, I have never heard anything sound like this. The sounds were just so like, such a turn on for me. And I was like, I want to be a producer. I was obsessed with Dan. I went out and bought the same board as Dan. I went out and bought the same tape machine as Dan. What board? I bought Wait, an API. Is that what okay. he had in there? Though? He had an API and he had a Studer A80. And I heard they were selling one in New Orleans. And I heard, I heard like, oh, Dan's going to buy it. And I scooped in and bought it because I was like, well, if Dan wants it. I want that gear. What about you know? what's this, is the Studer board? Was that cool? Because there's one of those for sale right now. I saw they're not they're they're not really cool for like tracking. I think they're cool oh. for mastering. Yeah, people don't you don't see Studer consoles so much. I would say for tracking, but uh, but yeah, he wasn't around. We never saw Dan. We were just at his place. He never he never came up and hung out. Yeah, he was a big. I played with him later. Did you did you do Me that too. gig with Me Did too. you do that gig with us in uh, New York? Yeah, absolutely. Him? It was amazing for Danny's book. Not yes, that book, not but that the one, other book. The other one, yeah. 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 And playing with him, he was so weird. Oh man, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Like I guitar studied organ. him. Yeah, like the man. way he was playing. Mike organ. turned me onto that. Mike, Nappy, Mike Na turned me Nappy had one. Organ. Yeah, yeah, I had one. He had one in, the, yep. in our studio down on yeah. Crosby Street. Remember that? Yeah, yeah that has that Ebo like or that yeah. sort of Joshua Tree. Right. Era. Yeah, well, it man. is that Joshua it's Tree. The Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah. It is. There, that's that, that thing with an Ebo on it. The high like arcing. It's amazing. Thing over top of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a it's a tone that how I don't know how else you get it. You know right. what I mean? It's like I it's know. so pure, it's you know. Yeah, it's cool. yeah. 
It's so, lush. It's high end, but it's lush. What was going on with Shannon? I, I heard the stories of him being pretty wild when you guys were recording that album. That was definitely the wickedest moment I would say of our career. I mean, it was definitely it was definitely the craziest time I would say. I was talking record. about it with uh, Travis on the way over here today. Like it was like, um, like because we were talking about the difference in the way his voice sounds on the first and the second record. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. It's almost yeah. it's, it's hollowed out a little bit. Yeah. You know, because I don't think he was like able to access that emotional like mm-hmm. depth that he. Mm-hmm. Well, cocaine will do that to you. Yeah, right. That's that, what it was. That will that will rob your soul. Yeah, that's the trade off. Sure will. It'll give you a little bit of energy, but it'll like gut your soul. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. J J Kale has pontificated mm-hmm. on that yeah. very idea. Yeah. Very elaborately. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. It's so soulful. Too. I mean, I love Clapton so much. So that ver- mm-hmm. Clapton's version of that is just killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I like the JJ Kale versions. Yeah. yeah, just that tone of that guitar. That's like that warm, like clean, bluesy lead that he plays. It's just so identifiable to him. I I, I, I can the identify sound. with him. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I feel like you know, he's not necessarily this like a like a star. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he has something to contribute. Right. I like that. Yeah, that's kind of like you. Yeah. But I think you're a star. No, I'm not, dude. What What makes a star? You know, I mean, like like, like Shannon was a star. Yeah. I mean, I knew it, like, the second I saw him. I mean, he was just, you know, he, he was a good-looking dude. You mm-hmm. know, he just kind of had his glowing, like, energy about him. And he kind of was, and he was, um, he had talent. Yeah. Prodigious amount of talent that was obvious. Yeah instantly so um to me that's a star yeah and then also and everybody and everybody knew who he was like i heard about him before i met him Mm. in hollywood that's hard to do (laughs) right you know what i mean yeah (laughs) what was your first meeting like well that was that day he played change he sat down and played it and we hung out in the garage and then we went out and got really drunk and um and he didn't have anywhere to go. And I was living down in like Culver City, right across from the the, the big studio there. I think it's uh, um, MGM or something is down there. But um, and so I was sleeping on the couch in Brad's apartment, and and there were two couches in a, set up in an L shape. So he was going to sleep on the other one, and we were just, I mean, you know, I'm 18, 19, just like really <laughs> drunk and you know in a foreign land. And he said something that was really. I thought it was really stupid, you know, and I laughed at him. And like that, he was in my face, like off the couch, in my face, veins bulging out, screaming like a bulldog. I had no idea. And it was only later that I saw that. What did he say? He didn't, he was like, I'm going to fucking, you know, kick your fucking ass. And um, <clears throat> if you don't laugh at me, you know, yeah, that anger. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, wow, this dude's for reals. <laughs> and like I didn't know at the time that he was like a you know, a third degree black belt and an all American wrestler and just liked getting hit in the head. We're just talking about Shannon, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. like I mean yeah. he was just one of those dudes. He could drop a guy with like a roundhouse. Kick. I know I mean crazy. I he he delivered yeah. some of the most epic beatdowns I've ever seen of dudes bigger than him and he didn't start him. You know? I could mouth off to anybody because I always felt like I had security around me at yeah. all times. Yeah, I didn't know that. that he was take not, care of this guy for me. He was fearless. He was fearless. He would take down a guy that was 
twice his size, always. It, he enjoyed punching cops. He I mean, loved it. Like, he would get. He got arrested. I mean, I watched him personally get arrested at least four or five times. Oh yeah, for punching cops when oh, yeah. the situation easily could have been avoided. Always, it could have been avoided. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. he was like hanging out with a fucking tornado like that, you know. And uh, I didn't know this at the time, and he didn't hit me that night for whatever reason. That's one of the only times I ever saw him not take the swing. He never hit us, but he, he never he, hit anybody but he, in the band. But it's a miracle he didn't. He was one of those dudes who had heavy hands, and you know what boxing is. It's yeah. like, you, you know how it's like when you get hit by somebody, there's just little dudes who can just knock oh, you yeah. out. Oh, hell yeah. He was one of he those dudes. Guy. People don't realize that. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. size thing is yeah. like, oh, dude, I saw it's not him. as big of an advantage as yeah. it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, he would yeah. have been an MMA fighter. Right. If he were alive today, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if he were coming along, like he probably would have just been that one of those guys too who could uh, just happen to sing. Yeah, that, I mean, because he was like he was really good at it. Well, he was interested. I mean, if he became a black belt, then that means he was dedicated. He was pressure, you know. It was a lot of pressure, you know, like to excel. But you know, he he was. Um, what do you mean? But he didn't. He didn't live. He didn't. He didn't. He, the most of the time, he was a freaking libertine. What do you mean pressure to... You know, he's a, he like to excel as a kid. He had ability yeah. and, you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, he didn't have an easy road, but who does? But, but, uh, so... Uh, he didn't have any zero? Easy road. Oh, along. an easy road. He yeah. didn't have an easy road. Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had it harder than, than some, I would say. Yeah. I don't want to disparage people. You know what I mean? I don't it's feel like, like you are at all. You're, I've, this feels like you're celebrating him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not talking yeah. about, you know, yeah, just like this this, is... his circumstances or whatever didn't agree with him at times. So right. he came along and he had some significant, you know, run-ins with, with authority right. from a very young age. Significant. Yeah. By the time we even met him. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Like what? Like he you can't go back sheet. to like we yeah. couldn't go play in Indiana yeah. for he like two sheet. years until yeah. a lawyer sorted it out. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I mean, this dude he he could have been his life could have gone in an entirely different direction. Mm. Sounds like he could have been in jail way yeah. before the band yeah he would have been that guy he'd have been that guy. Yeah. You know, people ask me like, was he like, did he feel like a rock star? Like before the success, and I'm like, yeah, he, he was, was exactly a, the he same. He was exactly the same. He was a rock star when he was working construction in Indiana. I mean, he was just mm -hmm. that way. He didn't change with with success. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He was always that. But he had access. Guy. He got he got a little tired of it at a certain point, but um, you know, he did like he did love people. You know, and yeah. he loved to be around people, and he would talk to anybody. He would yeah. much. He's much more comfortable talking to. Like, you know, a, a, a person, like a genuine, like, fan of him who would come up and, like, talk to him about what the music man. Mm -hmm. He was really paranoid about journalists. <laughs> and he was abusive to journalists. Yeah. I mean, to the point that, like, I mean, they hated us. Right. Uh, like, I mean, he, he just he wouldn't take enemies. shit. He wouldn't take shit, though, you know. I really appreciate that now because everyone's so, like, you know, they just deal with everything now. And he was, like, he didn't put up with any he shit. He would never you submit to You ask him a stupid question, he's going to tell you a stupid question, you know. How did he deal with the record labels then? He fucked with them. Yeah, you know. He didn't help us. He didn't help us, you know. I mean, you the know, night like, we he he wouldn't play that game, you know. He, yeah, he, he didn't. The night we were getting our gold and platinum records, I remember he like made a speech and just destroyed the new president, which is Gary Gersh. <laughs> Gary Gersh was like the new president of Capitol, and it's just like basically Shane was like yeah you're the new president but you had nothing to do with our success it was Hale Milgram who was there before you like he just come and we were like no this is not good you know Shannon was a sabotager 
And it's amazing we had any success at all. Anytime we got close, we would always take a few steps back, you know. We had so many advantages, and it's amazing we had any success because he would sabotage all the time. We have these so? amazing opportunities. Well, like, hey, you're going to sing with Guns N' Roses tonight. We go to the show, and Shannon gets so wasted, <laughs> he, he comes to three hours after the show's over and goes, when do I play? Right. We're like, the show's over. We're on the way home. I forgot about you that. You blew it. Wow. Don't you remember? We're, dry, we're riding in the, So Axel sends a limo for us. We go that to the show. That was fun. I do that remember was that. Fun. Yeah, see, that's what happened. We we're backstage. Yeah. Shannon, like, hits Do Doug Goldstein, got into a fight with Doug. I mean, it was just, it was oh, just. Oh, this is right. He punched our manager. I'll never forget, because on the way home from the limo, we're driving the car. We're like, yeah, man, the show's over. And he rolls down the window. He's, like, drinking some cocktail. And he goes, rolls down the window. And I just never forget. He goes, just throws it out the window, and I was just like, he was just out of his mind, you know. It was right. a bummer. So he would say, "That was that's a great opportunity. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna play with Guns N' Roses tonight." He gets so wasted, he never makes it to he the stage. He pulled it off on another night, though. He did, but that's still a sabotage moment, and yeah. he did that. It was all great, the time. yeah. Like he played in like the L.A. Coliseum. That like, was incredible, and it, it was amazing. And yeah. we're all like, you know, we you know we hadn't done anything yet. We hadn't even like played yeah. like maybe like two shows or something. Yeah, no one knew This is happening to him. Yeah. At the very beginning of when we get together. So wow. so I remember sitting like you know on the third row at the Coliseum right. of my favorite band yeah. in the world. And it's like there's right. our singer. You know, you when know I was I mean? yeah, 17, yeah. 18 wow. years old and like he's up there and I'm like, I know that dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. exciting for us, you know. That must have been fun as hell. It really was. It was fun. Wow. What a ride. It was a ride. I knew Axel, you know? like he hung we hung out a little bit, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's like the universe just presenting you, like, this is your future, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, like, we, we, we went out with him. What was Axel like? Awesome. He was great to us. I would love to see awesome him. I haven't yeah. seen him in years, but, uh, you know. He was always super cool, and he gave us some of the great advice. He told us to never sell our publishing, which was really the single smartest thing we ever did in business right. for Blind Melon was the smartest thing. And that came from Axel. We were offered tons of money. And if I didn't know That's any back better, back when that happened, you know, you know, yeah. If I didn't know any better, I'd been like, "That's a lot of money. We got to take that money." And yeah. Shannon's like, "No, Axel said never sell your publishing." We're like, "Man, it's I mean, a lot of money, dude, man. Axel's There's a lot of zeros on that. Axel's not your daddy. <laughs> There's a lot of zeros on that number, Damn. man. <laughs> but we were know, broke ass at the time. We were right. so broke, and then they're offering us all this money, and we're like, "Nope, we're That's not taking not it. To take. We're not taking it. No, thank you." Yeah, because we wouldn't. We would. Yeah, but it's paid a dividend for thirty years, so it was the smartest yeah. thing we ever did. You know, it wow. worked. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but he was he was super cool, and you know we went really um, like you know he kind of like he could see that I was like uh, you know I was definitely wet behind the ears in L.A. I didn't know mm -hmm. shit. You know, I was fresh off the farm, right? And um, you know, so he kind of like you know how's he would check, he would ask, he would you know he were like you know he would say. Hi, you know, I would go over there and we went we would go places. One time we went to um and I'll never forget this. It was me and Shannon and Axel and um this guy named Earl. You remember Earl? His, he was like a former New York Giants linebacker. Mm -hmm. Huge dude, like his mm -hmm. bodyguard. I don't remember him. And in the middle of the day, we got in a limousine and we went to um Man's Chinese <laughs> Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> And we went to see Mortal Thoughts with Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. That's cool. Which I I think was the movie that they <laughs> kicked off their romance. Oh wow, it was being that's filmed. a trip. But yeah, it was like we're sitting here and people were freaking out. Wow. To see him. You had a like, date night with Axel. That's so cool. Middle of the day. That's amazing. And, uh, you had a he date was day. A star already. 
Big time. This was after Axel's Appetite for Destruction Axel's while the they were recording the, world. the Use Your Illusion. Oh my yeah. God. They were the <laughs> biggest band in the world. Yeah, they were the That's biggest like thing. hanging out with Michael Jackson. It was exactly no, it was. like that. It, it was. was crazy. <laughs> yeah, at that time it was. And we, we, yeah. we, step out, we step out of a limousine on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard in <laughs> yeah. the middle of a bright sunny day. Yeah. Wow, and um, people, you know, because it's crowded. There are was people he, that are like, tourists. In sunglasses and like, totally, just of course, like kick ass. fucking yeah, fur always. coat. Like it was oh, like yeah. it, lo- it yeah. looks like he looks like Axl Rose getting out of a limo. Yeah, because it is him. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and so we go in and watch the movie. And honestly, like I would look, I look across the theater because we're kind of sitting on the aisle and it's empty. He like bought up a whole section, right? So we're sitting oh, there. Oh, really? The, the other side of the theater is completely packed with people like this. <laughs> Staring at it. Yeah. Holy I was like, this is fun. This is that, wild. That must have been such a rush, dude. Oh, uh, dude, it was crazy. That must have been the biggest rush. I didn't know anything, you know? Like, like. Holy shit. Dude. I came from a small town in Mississippi, you know? So yeah. that was like. And I knew about them. I drove like three, four hours several times to see them play around the South, and I yeah. was living at home, you know? And when you say they're your favorite band, you're not kidding. They were just so badass. Dude, they were huge. And just amazing. There's very yeah. few bands in the history of this thing that ever get to be as big as they were. Yeah, they right. were celebrities beyond really were. Uh, music. Yeah. 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 You know what well, I mean? They were yeah, like. Absolutely. They're on the cover of the tabloids and stuff. Yeah. That's true. They don't make them like that anymore. No, he was, he, he, I mean, he was great. He, just, he was, I, I don't know. He's misunderstood. I will say that. Yeah. I think, I'm not trying to hold this. He's looking at it. No, like, I'm stunned. <laughs> I, like, but, but this is fanta- I told you. This is fantastic, though. Like, it's actually very Axel fun. stories. Come but, on. But, but, like, I was just going to say, like, uh, it's crazy because then Shannon filmed everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he had this side of just, like, you know, but maybe being in pro, like he had this sort of, sort of aggressive side or whatever, or this or this other side. Maybe aggressive is not even the right way to put it, but just the tortured snap snap at you side or whatever protector yeah. too. He had that, like shadow. Yeah, a lot of shadow energy. Yeah, but then also all this light energy. He, he did. Over, he had he both. Was, that, that was the thing too. And You're like, absolutely right. Yeah, he had both. After the after the storm happened, it was always like this. He'd be the dude because I lived with him for a while in Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know, so shit would happen, you know, get arrested or some stuff like we, there'd be police or whatever. There's a fight. Him and Axel fighting in the front yard. Yeah. You know, stupid shit. The neighbors calling and the They'd cops showing up matches. and like, they were like, it's crazy. You know, like, I, it's so Axel much funny. Axel and so, Shannon would oh, just ro- like yeah. going at it in our going front yard. Right yeah. outside my bedroom like window. with gloves? Or? No, with gloves. No, no just punching like a each real other fight. Out like, a I'm mad at you. Street fight. Yeah, oh, yeah. for real street yeah. fight. Oh, yeah. No, like, I'm mad at That's you. That's the way they communicated yeah. But then I love you because we're from Indiana, right. so we fight. And so then. show our love. And so then the next morning, you know, and they would trash the house or whatever. And I lived in a really small bungalow, right? In Hollywood. It was literally a Hollywood bungalow. Hello, dude. Mm-hmm. And um, right, you went over that house. Yeah, DeLong Pre on Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And and um, and uh, he, you know, would get trashed, whatever. But he would get up in the morning before I, you would ever get up, and he would clean everything up, fucking make you breakfast, and apologize. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Shannon. every time. That was Shannon. Yeah, tell you he loved you. Right. He was the best at apologizing because he you fucked know, up so much. He was right. genius. But but he meant it. Though. it but he just, meant it. No, it was, was like he was, was just a genuine dude. Yeah, like he was yeah. full of emotions. Yeah, yeah. You he know, truly many sorry of them. The next day, you know, it was you like know? he was a mercurial guy, and he was, um, he was, uh, you know, he had a lot of anger, but he also had a lot of love he for sure his did. friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, like um, 
he was just, he was like overwhelming. And he kept in touch with a lot of people and he had real meaningful relationships with people. Mm -hmm. so, and he filmed everything. Yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah, to think. I, I like watching that film that Danny made. Yeah. Danny Clinch. And, yeah, you sat I, next to me. I sat next to you. And yeah, yeah, you were right there too. Yeah, yeah. You were my canary in a coal mine. I told you this. I was like, <laughs> if you liked it, I was going, oh, that's cool then. It's going to be good. I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was beautiful. I think it's a cool. I think it's really cool. It was beautiful, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, just I don't know. I don't know, just like the proximity to maybe that kind of like star power in Axl Rose maybe set, <laughs> set him off in that direction. Who knows? Yeah, he, he, was he was already gonna, there. He thought oh, he was, was going to be a legend. That. He he knew he was going to be a. Le I mean, he just had that in him. Axl, like, lo everybody loved him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Axl thought that kid's a star. I mean, everybody yeah. did. Everybody you know? did. Right. It was undeniable. It really was. You know. I mean, yeah, there was never a, a, a situation. I mean, he, he would have done something no matter what. Or know? ended up in jail, like we're talking right. about. Right, but I mean, I know, I think he was just, he, he had, I think his, his good overwhelmed his bad, at least at that time, you know. Yeah. And um, he was, um, he was clearly, and I don't know, for whatever reason, we just got on well. Right. And he was loyal, you know, in that way. Yeah. So, it was, you know, it was great. Yeah, you could see that in that film, just his love for everybody in yeah. the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, he had that in spades. Yeah. I feel like I want to go watch cartoons and eat cocoa puffs right now. God, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Maybe we can do that. Um, <laughs> can we go just back to so soup? Came you want to hear Axl Rose stories? Oh, I would love Axl Rose stories, but <laughs> I'll keep telling them. I need a beer. <laughs> Hold on. Right over there, that refrigerator. No, look, behind that amp is a ref refrigerator. Do they have any IPAs? That's all I want. I think they do. Oh, I good. swear in there, yeah, I think they have some oh, nasty-ass yeah, IPAs over now. there. And all the songs on Soup, sorry that I'm going back to that. Did did everyone, again, write them together? No. All? At that point, because we all just made a little bit of money, every, the band kind of separates. So, you know, everyone at that point starts to write a little more individually than we uh. had on the first record. We're not living in the same house together, so we're working up the songs together, but, like, people were writing separately for the first time, I would say, on the Soup record, you know? More so. Not all of them, but more so than the, on the first record. And when that came out, th that wasn't really, like, it's got amazing songs on it, but it wasn't... As much a success as the first album. Not in any way. It was right. it was it was panned. Rolling Stone, you know, gave us a, a star and a half and said it was a piece of shit. And then twenty years later, they said it was a great record. But at the time, did they? they? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they ever did. Yeah, twenty years later, they was like, oh, '90s, one of the great records of the '90s. But at the time, they gave us a, you know, star and a half and just just completely so, blew us out. And at that point, that's the most powerful place to find out new about new music it's you know it's pre-internet yeah. now they no offense they don't really mean what they used to mean you know what i mean you know but back then you know you looked at rolling stone to but tell call you us cool. if you want to talk <laughs> yeah yeah but we'd love to talk if you want <laughs> no you know they don't have the same meaning as they used to they just don't i mean oh surely they can admit that too you know back then it was like they were more important in that sense. Did you know? that when have they any slammed effect? us. It was real, it was not good for us. <laughs> did, did it have any effect on you guys? Because after it, the album came out, you it, went on a tour. Yeah, I remember people people being bummed. But you know what? Had it gone on, it ended so quickly after that. Had it gone on, we would have gotten over of it. Of course, would have done. But it was done like a third album. But in the it wasn't time, just it that. I think, I in think, the time, it did hear. I, I think people because we didn't make a song that was like the one that people really liked. You yeah. Know? 
Um, we made a weird record, a weird dark record, but we were really proud of it. I thought it was really good at the time, so I was so shocked to find out that like the first single on that was Galaxy. Galaxy yeah, yeah. I was like fools, all of you. Yeah, you know, I was like, right, yeah. Christopher. I thought it was great. We I were was angry. So, I, I, no, I, I no. was. I was. It hurt me. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was. I don't think it was a particularly easy listen. Yeah, even for a fan, it was it was weird. No, no, it take it's like a it's yeah, a, it's no, no. a grower, it not a shower. Oddly enough, it has more shelf life now, though. Really? That's what you're talking about. To me, soup, I would soup. I would say our fan base like likes mouth the soup full record. Of cavities is yeah. just like yeah, incredible. I love that song. Galaxy. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. just a great album. So yeah. how long after that came out did Shannon pass? Well, the record came out, and he passed a month into the release of the record. If even, oh, okay. if even that, yeah. we like we had been on the tour for like two weeks, I think. We were just getting ready to release "Toes Across the Floor," our oh, new video, and then one. Shannon died. You know, and we made these stupid videos, and and like they didn't look good. We didn't look good. We should. They weren't real. You know, they didn't feel real necessarily. Some of them. Yeah. We made one or two good ones. And the rest of it was just a big waste of money. I don't think they helped us. And, and, and you know, because this was the time when we, we really weren't um, taking charge of stuff like we should have. I don't think we knew we could. I didn't know we You know what I mean? You we were like, just trying to make a record. You feel like you you're know? working for them. I don't know, like, know? what we're supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this, is, this is how we look. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And oh, somebody, you know, and, and this is when the way they would do it, it worked was, though. Yeah, but the way they would do it, they would send you a, you would get like a, so we're time to make a video, fellas, okay? Yeah. And then they would say, we're submitting several treatments for your review, you yeah. Know? yeah. And then so, you would get like a bunch, of, like a ream, like a binder, right? Yeah. And you would it. read these things, and they're yeah. like, this all sounds like fucking nonsense. Yeah, and you but don't But you have know. to pick one anyway. You gotta pick and one. Yeah. And also, it's not totally really your decision, because people are, like, pushing you in directions. Absolutely. Right. For There's, sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and they're masters kinda, at it. And they're <clears throat> masters at it. And you're young, and it's like, yeah, and all of it sucks, so you're kind of, like, not gonna, like... Yeah. Passionately dig in one And then way or also the other. you're like, fuck, they're gonna put me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, right. But I don't know. And, and then all that goes away. And then it's like, well, yeah, because what we are is something kind of different than the way we were presented. All this, you know, imagery and ethereal, you know, all this metaphorical imagery and stuff that was in these videos. I thought, this is so dumb. The B-Girl thing worked because it was one simple it was idea. A simple idea. Right. Exactly. And I always Told thought, and I did, I remember yep. saying this yep. at the time. It's like, you have to have one simple idea. Once you're trying to explain it in several paragraphs, because there's a fucking dude with goat horns, right. and there's like a yeah, toad, right. Right. and then there's um, you yeah, know, yeah. someone's painted a different color, or like, <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean? It's, yeah, then, yeah. then it's, t- I'm it's not getting it. I can't yeah. put all that together. Yeah, we had a lot of misses on those, for sure. Um, so anyway, lessons learned. And it's a shame in a way, too, because Shannon was a filmmaker. Exactly. So, like, if somebody would have connected those dots. Absolutely. People, people yeah. didn't connect those kind of uh-uh. dots. Just film much. him singing the fucking song. Right. I'll pay for that. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll stand back there, like, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Was there anything, uh, like, did you guys see any kind of his death coming in any way or was there anything different about the, that not week, in any week way or that not night? In any- I never thought he would die I never thought any of us would ever die at that point <laughs> I mean well I, I would shit got close I would say that but I would say that I saw him so much worse so many other nights where I thought he might not wake up tonight I did have that feeling but then you also you're young so you feel immortal but I saw him way 
Yes, that's you for know sure. what I mean. Like that night wasn't the craziest night. No, and he was—he right. was, he was generally healthier at yeah. that particular time. And I think actually what happened is is just you know a shock, the old shock to the system. Yeah. You know, like he a, got like sober he's been, and he went back. You know, what oh, I mean? he's that's been what mostly does it okay, yeah. like yeah. for a while, and and then just you know kind of took right. it to the mat one yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so. I listen. You know, I remember that night very well. Yeah. I was right. wide awake the whole night myself. Yeah. Um, right. So. Uh, and we did a show in Houston, and we got in the in the bus and drove um, all did, night. It was a terrible show too. It's not a great it's show because you know we kind of went off the rails a little bit before the show, and then you know we uh, uh, drove all night. I remember getting out in New Orleans, you know, in the morning at ten in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't go to bed, you know. Right. So it was one of those nights. Yep. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, shit can happen real easy. With cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. if you're fucking around with pills. Yeah, and, all that. And you got that yeah. addictive spirit comes yep. knocking hard, yep. and it does. I mean, yeah. even just like, you know, it's funny in this, but with the jewel, you know, it's yeah. even the same thing. The yeah. way, like, it's like if I see somebody with a jewel that'll let me smoke it, all of a sudden, it's just you just hit it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, listen, if this thing's not around, I go looking for it. Right. I don't know where it is. I'll turn around and drive back to wherever I just was. Yeah. And addiction's like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's powerful. So if like you, somebody who's been sober for a while gets a hit of something really hard, it's like, especially right. coming off all that right. pressure and all that situation. Yeah, like he wasn't feeling good about it. He was under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He pissed we, at we, himself we about were the negative. show. Oh, we, we, we were in a negative spot there for sure. Yeah, we were. And, um, we, and also, another thing that had just happened is, you remember this, we got ripped off for a lot of money. Yeah, we were in hit. Boulder. Yeah, in Boulder. We, 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 got, were, we, we were set up, actually. This is what happened. We, we go into the hotel, and, you know, we play the show, <clears throat> and our tour manager's got, you know, literally a fucking suitcase of cash. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, which is cool, first right. of all. Yeah. Until it gets <laughs> and, stolen. And then, and then, <laughs> Until somebody takes and it, so, it's cool. And so we Did check have in. have a handcuff on We it? check yeah. in late at night, um, uh, like probably, you know, late, like after midnight or something. We check into this hotel. And uh, he goes up to his room, puts a suitcase on the bed, gets a call from the front desk. You got a, a FedEx down yeah. there. Yeah, come get your FedEx package. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. Goes downstairs, gets the FedEx, comes back. Suitcase yeah. gone. Suitcase yeah. is gone from yeah. the bed. Totally set up. Yeah. How much was in it? And no FedEx. I think it was like 50 grand yeah, or something. I mean, it was a bunch. No FedEx. I don't know. If it, I don't know how much it was. I thought it was, it was a lot. It though. was a lot. It was enough that it was like, It was like oh, two nights of show. Yeah, like, I, know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Yeah. No FedEx, right? So we were pissed. Was there a FedEx down there? I don't think no. so. Oh, okay. There was a fucking no FedEx. FedEx. No. I, I, no. I, I need that information. No FedEx. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Oh, was there FedEx? I really like, needed what that. Was there FedEx? FedEx? <laughs> but was there you're FedEx? Like, well, it could have been both things. Right. That Well, that ensures it. If there's no well, FedEx, it, well, then no, it's... it's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. the way you think because, because it's yeah, plausible. It's for sure. It's plausible. But was there FedEx? The question is right, and it shows your shrewd mind, Joe, and this is why, because it's plausible. I have a lawyer. Thing, yeah, it's, yeah, it's plausible that if that like he could have had a FedEx downstairs, he goes down to get it. Someone's in the hall, sees him leave the room, or yeah. is directly across the hall, yeah, and looking out their their peephole. It's possible, but and they see happen. him go out, yeah, and true. then they go in, right. Hey, I need to just check the time because you and I have a little dinner, a little date with Danny Clinch over there at seven. You know about 6:14. that, right? Okay, thank you very much. Really? Okay, yeah, yeah. we're gonna play. Excuse me. Okay. That's that's some wild stuff though. That's funny. Yeah. 
So we were mad. Yeah. We were also mad, you know. And that was the night before we went to Houston. Yep. That's right. What happened in Houston? Nah, it just was all downhill from that point on, you know. Cocaine was in Houston. Oh. Actually, cocaine was in Los Angeles. That's what happened from from L.A. over. We hit L.A., and then it was kind of like that whole run to me from L.A. over. Was to, it no cocaine before that? Yeah, he he was sober, and then what happened is we did the West Coast tour, and Lisa and Nico, his n- newborn baby and girlfriend, mm-hmm. were on the tour bus. And I remember in my mind thinking, like, oh, cool, this is like the next phase of Blind Melon, like families, and like everyone sober. was on good behavior, sober, everyone Ish. like... Yeah, soberish. Like everyone was being cool, and he was totally sober. And then Lisa and Nico fly back home when they when we play L.A. And then from L.A. to Houston to New Orleans, where he passes away, is just party. Starting from L.A. over, it's just a party. What happened in L.A.? Eventually, that made him... I joined he, it. He yeah. scored with a guy. I actually know the guy. He actually scored with somebody, and that was that was it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. there was yeah. a there was a serious party that yeah. night. Yeah, at, um, exactly. At the sunset. Did anything marquee. happen? emotionally to make him score or anything i don't think it was like that i think it's the family's gone let's you know let's i don't think he wanted to go on tour you know yeah that's possible that i don't know yeah i don't know in hindsight you know i look at it and you there was a thing in the movie where he said uh um something about you know he had to get out of there or something yeah and it broke my heart yeah 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 yeah, but Lisa corrected me, and there's a different explanation for it. It wasn't actually what I no, thought. No, he just wanted a different ride, right? Yeah, he wanted to be on the bus right. to go to the. To, we were getting ready to go to Neil Young. Yeah, see, I thought bridge. he was yeah. like, "Get me out of here! Like, I need to get off of this tour." Yeah, I think he just oh, get right. me off the fucking bus. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I think oh it was my more god, like I was like, I was bus, haunted yeah. by it. Yeah, then, I know it was painful. Mm. Yeah, yeah the final tape he made in his hotel room mm-hmm. right down to the last yeah, couple minutes like, yeah. i mean yeah. that's right after i said goodbye to him yeah. on the elevator because we're yeah. on the same floor yeah it was like it was yeah. really yeah i saw that tape and it doesn't seem like he was that out of it that the that's the most all. frustrating clip in the whole movie i look at that and i go that's a guy who's going to pass away in an hour right. it doesn't make sense what what like you know it's like it the movie gave me Less answers, which made me even mm-hmm. more frustrated. When you see that film, and he looks completely fine. He did. He's totally sober. He's drinking water. He's not yeah. fucked up. He's not. Nah. And then a couple hours later, he's gone. Like I just, there's no. It's let still me, hard to tell me, you something. You know? It was a, it was a punishing night, and um, yeah. uh, you may be, you know, relaxing and whatever at this point, but you, you've been through a lot of stress yeah. you don't even know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In that situation. Yeah. And um, that's that's where he was. He was tired in ways that he didn't even know. I see that. So, um, I can see that. We just went to the dark side, didn't we? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's important. Start all happy-go-lucky, now look at us. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the feel-good podcast of the summer, right? <laughs> no. Should we go back to the B-girl? <laughs> She's adorable. You see, she just had a baby. She just had a baby. She just had a baby, That's yeah. right. Let's talk about her. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh... <laughs> no, go back to that night. <laughs> Who's the know, person man. who found him? I don't know. Well, yeah, our, our our crew guys found him in in a uh, in a bunk on the bus. What was your first first reaction after when somebody told you that he passed away? I I'll never forget. It. I ran to the bathroom and threw up. Really? Yeah. My our manager. We used to get these amazing phone calls. Like we'd be in bed and we like when when things were going really well, we get these amazing phone calls from our manager Chris Jones and be like, "Hey man, you know you're number ten on the charts today." And you know next week Tuesday, hey you're number three, whatever. So we get all these fun phone calls, and I'll never forget getting the phone call. You know that same phone call I thought I was getting, and he was like, "Shannon's dead." 
it was like I didn't even it didn't register to me other than I ran to the bathroom I remember immediately throwing up that's what he said Shannon's dead yeah, he's, yeah something wow. to that effect Shannon's gone Shannon's dead Shannon passed away whatever it was you know just immediately I picked up the phone thinking I was getting one of those hey you sold this many records this week or whatever it was or something and that was it and I remember Brad came to my room and that was that was just, it was a fucking weird day that after a, that. Yeah. Weird day. It's so weird. Speaking of that, did you end up with me, Nappy, and Brad that night? No, you didn't. No, I, w- no. I was so f- I-, I was in shock. Yeah, I had no emotional response. You know, I could I couldn't. Re- no, I couldn't, yeah, it didn't hit us till later. I couldn't feel weird, it. You know, yeah. it's just like I was just like. It was as weird as all the success we had. It's mm-hmm. all mixed in together. It's it's just as weird as like, hey, you're. On the cover of Rolling Stone, that sounds absurd <clears throat> and sounds like a lie. Just like, hey, your singer's dead. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same category as I, I can't even process this information, mm. whether it's something good or bad. It was the same thing. It was like par for the course at the point. Like, oh, I can't process this either. Maybe in 20 years I'll fucking think about this. But right now it's like, really? My singer's gone? What just happened? You know, it was hard. It was a real hard. We were all, yeah. all of us were all eggs in the basket, you know. Yeah. Everything. Every, you're, you're completely there was no other thing in my life you know at that time it was like all that I did all that I thought about all of us well, that's of course. all, it's I mean, all. It's, you know, everything you know, is blind like melon 24-7 like of course yeah, yeah. that's it you know, you know? Six, so much success like yeah that. I mean it was like you know yeah, and then, and then it was like all of a sudden boom it was over and it's not just like hey your friend died it's like hey your friend and the CEO of your yeah. company died. Yeah, like it, it's the not. If president. I died, you could have kept going. Oh, fine. Dude, fine. Seriously, I a day or two. Yeah. Fucking, you, I, 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 I have some recommendations actually, <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not him. No, it yeah. was it was just the whole thing. Just you know, you're done. You know, one day, mm-hmm. and then you're done. So instantly, it, it was over. Yeah, instantly, in one phone call, it's over. Just like that, your whole life is blind melon, twenty four seven. Then the in band, one phone call, you're done. All of you, like, done. That's it. Was there like a meeting after? Like we hey, hung out at Glenn. Doing? Yeah, we hung out at Glenn's house, and I think we just were like, we got to continue because it's all we knew. We didn't know what else to do with our. And lives. then my dad showed up and got hammered. I remember that. Oh, I don't remember that at Glenn's house. Yeah. Oh, that's a trip. Yeah, it was a trip. Wow. It's a little insensitive, I thought. <laughs> well, people deal with pain in different ways. You can't judge him, you know. We're gonna nah, he was. Your dad was awesome. He was. He was like a Shannon Hoon, actually. He, he had the same was. charisma, honestly. If he wasn't a lawyer, he would have been a singer for our band. He had a big person. How come you didn't get any of that charisma? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm, like, I'm, like I'm a, just kidding. It's like wallpaper. <laughs> just it's so not. He's a chip off the old block, right? <laughs> Completely. Am I right about that? Yeah. 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 My dad was a legend. They, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was no, a powerful you both, you personality. Both, you both have that. You both have that for sure. But you guys now recently have a singer. Well, not recently. Travis has been in the band for 12 years now, oh, since yeah. 2007. Not 12 years, I don't know. But yeah. since 2007, Travis right. has been with us. So I just mean like bringing it into more recent times from where we just were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know, we yeah. shot guys, ourselves in the foot for a while. You guys didn't immediately get a We had singer. 15 years of all. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. that, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. could have very easily been like never Dude, we are seriously yeah. like, you guys, we, we have very little again. time left to get this thing done. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, there's been a lot of years. Right. What What made you do that for 15 years or wait wait so long to get back to we it. weren't trying to get back together when, right. when travis came along nobody nobody could do the job we, we we tried with a few people and for me personally 
I'll just say how I felt. It just felt like Shannon yeah, was missing. Quit trying. Yeah, like just quickly. Quit trying. So just you felt tried weird. immediately after? Did no, you like a couple of years yeah, later. A couple yeah, yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. A couple yeah, years later we and, tried. We tried a few worked. times, too. We tried a few times. And then coincidentally, out of nowhere, we met Travis. And he just it just seemed like, wow, this seems, we should go play these songs again. Where did you Travis. meet him? Brad and I were producing and owned a studio called uh, Studio Wishbone in North Hollywood, and um, this guy named Kevin Carvel from Atlantic. Like, you know, as a producer, you get those phone calls like, hey, we got this kid, he, you know, you should write songs with him. And so Travis went in and had a meeting with Atlantic, and they said, who are your favorite bands? And he said, Blind Melon. It just so happens Kevin Carvel was a friend of ours, and Kevin said, oh, I know those guys. I'll hook you up with them. So Travis shows up, and um, we just immediately were like, oh, boy, who's he, who does he remind you of? You know what I mean? The good and the bad. And um, and then we called these guys and we're like, I know this sounds crazy. And this is right around the time I was hanging out with you in New York. Mm -hmm. And you're just getting ready to go to law school at the time too. Yeah, like you? I was yeah. living in New yeah. York, you know, hanging out yeah. with J Joe Arthur. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good life. Yeah, He's kicking it. Yeah, that's when Tender Trio and stuff like that yeah. was going on. Yeah. yeah. So you called him. That was good music. We called him and Glenn and said, "You got to hear this singer, yeah. man. Like this, this, this could make you want to do it again." And they flew out. They thought we were crazy, but they flew out. And by, we played two by four. By the end of two by four, it was like it's on. Wow. You know yeah, I mean? he like crushed it. Like yeah. you <laughs> it, know, was just, it was like obvious. It was like, oh yeah, we have to do this. This guy can sing that way. Well, he songs. can sing all the old songs. That's what we knew, but we we didn't really know about like. Uh, I mean, we heard his demos and stuff that he had written. It was it was some really cool stuff on there. And we we're like, well, can we write songs with him? And so, you know, we we started doing that and and it, and it worked and and we got a record done, but there were like there were a lot of challenges and and we weren't really like we were internally fucked up. But um we did that. What do you mean? Just just all kinds of you know, drama? I mean yeah, yeah, like you know, band What kinds of drama? Personality mm -hmm. conflicts. Okay. Some of the similar drama that we had dealt with before. It, drama. It, it was there it as was if just, it never yes. went away. Right. No, it's there as in we attract it at all times. <laughs> like, you know what just, I mean? It's just it make me feel crazy. Like, oh, we attract this. Yeah, We'll leave it at that. But it was like, it, yeah, I mean, so there were problems and, and, and we didn't, we, we've, we're our own worst enemies. We, worst enemies. We always have been. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, when it works, it really works well, yeah. you know. Uh, so, uh, and there were moments where it did then, but we kind of just lost the plot for a little while. And then, I don't know, like two years ago, it just happened. Like, we really started going and Christopher's recording um, uh, stuff. And, 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 and the, you know, it's good. I'm like, surprisingly, like, we're the last people that anybody would think. Yeah. Oh, they're going to make a good record that I would think is like, comeback. oh, it's like it's yeah. still yeah. valid in a right. way. Because, you know, people always say that. They say, like, well, it's the, it's the best thing we've ever done. And it never is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not as good as the shit that you did in the beginning that I really liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what you really think. Yeah. My new but album's coming out. Is uh, it the best shit you've ever you done? Ever 10, 11, yeah. and it's, I think, the best thing of I've ever done. Of course it is. I bet it is. You have to feel that way, don't you? Yeah, but yeah. see, you're, you're, you are an explorer, my friend. You, you'll always land on something good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to repeat yourself, and you're, no. just, you're, you're just going. I actually don't even think it's the best thing I've ever done, because I just think I do different things. You hear so that? You heard it here first. It's, it's not a must-buy. There you no. go. That's the tag. Is that the tagline <laughs> on the record? No. I just think, you know. I, Fair to middling. There's your album title. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Comeback World uh, 10, 10 11 <laughs> no, no but so 
I know what you mean, though. You were so, continue on your point you were making about how, like, you know, you think I feel like that we have a weird situation. I really think this, and I've thought about it a lot because because I actually, you know, I think shit, this is the best shit we've ever done. You know, in a right. way, and I think, well, why is that? And it's because we kind of went into a state of suspended animation in a way. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me, like, we didn't do in all the stuff that we could have done. It just was kind of there, right. and then when we came back to it, it's like, oh yeah. We can pick right up there, you know, or something. But it sounds, I told Christopher, I called, or one night I was like texting Christopher and said, we should call this 1997. <laughs> and he was like, why? I was like, well, because, you know, we didn't get to make a yeah. record in 1997. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would have been it the feels next like one. we're there. That would have been I the next one. I love that idea. Yeah. It's a weird, like, it's cool. like a, it's a it's wormhole. Cool. That's where we left off. That's what, that would have been the right. next release. Yeah, I get that. And That's we cool. didn't get there really mm. with the first record we did with Travis, but all of a sudden it feels like we're there. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's good stuff on there that I like that, that we'll play still, but like all of it is not like I think all of this is. And it's relaxed, and he's like... He's better than ever. He's good. nailed... He's f- like... Yeah. He's f- found his space. You yeah. Know? It reminds me of like Bon Scott, you know, in ACDC, and then they found the... Uh, what's his name? Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, yeah. 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 Like it's, for, it's the classic for, example. For sure. Back in Black, yeah. and it's like unbelievably yeah. great right? as well. I know. That's what, that's what we thought, okay, in 2008, we thought, well, we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing we could look at and say, well, there's the template. If you get halfway there, you're doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we, it was hard to, like, see, um, like, uh, examples of how you would do this. Because who's going to take us seriously? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. It's like... I mean, you know, you're replacing a star. Right. But if anybody can do it, Travis can do it. Yeah. Well, they, and, and, it, it, and they did they did it with, you know, Bon Scott was a huge star. Right. And yeah. then and then, right. then they made the biggest record of all time yeah. right. with Brian Johnson and the very yeah. next one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that record is one of the biggest records of all time. Sure. Yeah. Cuz it's full of hit smash hit songs. Yeah, it's just hit after hit. Hit mm-hmm. after hit. They're not really appropriate some of them. Have you either gone back and like checked them out? It's, you should read the lyrics. Some Me Too moment, it's, moments yeah. in there, some Me Too moments. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard I can see that. Damn, they're good though. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, so when's the new album coming out? I imagine next year sometime. You know, we released a single, or at least we put a song out a week ago, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago? Last week? It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. We played last Kabir last week. What's that called? Um, Way Down Far Below is the is the first song that we put out. And then the guys are coming back in November to record in Joshua Tree. And that'll get us probably pretty close to finishing a record. We might need like one tiny little more session after that, but that'll get us real close to finishing a record. And then sure. we're going to put it out quickly. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I want, I want to get out for the Christmas shopping season. What's the, <laughs> what's the name of the single one more time? <laughs> Way Down and Far Below. Way Down and Far Below. We're going to do another one in, uh, on next, all streaming yeah. services, I guess I should say. What's, what's yeah. We're going to put about? another one ne- out next week. Too. Well, that'd be up month. for Travis. I, you know, Travis wrote that, so I think he's the one to talk to. Oh, I don't like okay. talking about somebody else's songs. That feels weird. You know? Right, somebody else's lyrics. Yeah, it's just weird, you know. It's whatever you want it to be, Joe. <laughs> Does it rock? <laughs> it rocks and rhymes, both. we got both going yeah. for us, yeah. No, it's not a rocker, but no, it does rock in a way. It's I a, think it's, it's more a, it's of a, an amazing song. It's, it's space blues. Yeah. Space blues. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, man. 1997. 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Is that gonna go? You think? In, in my fantasy alternate reality, that's gonna shoot off from Maybe this so. one. That's the record that will come out. But in in this realm, it'll probably be something different. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. I rarely get my way, Joe. Really? No, I don't. 
and I think I have the best ideas all you, the time. Yeah, and you don't get you don't get your way. Christopher Rogers is full of shit because he's the greatest debater, so he gets his way at all times. Because okay. that's where the law school comes <laughs> in right, handy. Well, here's, here's he wins a, every argument because he's 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 trained in it, so right, he well, can't we can't win with him. I got a good one for you guys to practice this new thing called Ho'oponopono. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what is this? You know, so it's like when, for conflict resolution. And it's, what is the origin of this practice? It's a Hawaiian prayer mantra. Okay. And what what you do is uh, weed's really kicking in now, Joe. By the way. Oh, it's now, now that now no, I'm, going. I'm riding out of it. It was like that was intense, y'all. I don't know about you, what podcast you guys watch, but the one I watched was intense. I, I, wasn't it? Was that just me? It seemed intense. Like, it was intense Dude, hey, time. by the way, y'all have to see this before you can post it because who knows? God knows what I said. Oh my God! Oh, I'm back, just back to your resolution, though. You Let's see, you see got, what you're talking about. You, you have, have full journalistic freedom here. Freedom. That, we don't even have to. Oh, say I wasn't anything. gonna cut anything out of this. One. <laughs> <laughs> are, yeah, are you feeling this one? Oh, it, to me, it was amazing because, like, oh, I told, okay, I told Christopher, yeah. um, I was a huge, huge, huge fan. Like, top three albums, 1991. I had the cassette. My dad I was living in Israel. My dad when he was on a trip in the U.S., brought back, like, the tape. I asked him to find it Wow! after I saw Dear Old Dad. And the first few times he went, the album wasn't even out. So he, every time he came back, he was like, sorry, no blind melon. And I was like, eventually he came back with it. That's and cute I, cool. I, as hell. That's I, cool. That's nice. I loved That's nice it. Story. Dude, it's like Tones of Home is, like, one of my favorites. It's just, like, it We was did amazing. it today. I know, and I couldn't see your he, set. He missed our show in purpose. Oh. Yeah. Ah. He's not that So not yeah. really a fan. Well, wait about <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> not a Are we going to be here tomorrow? They're not you playing guys? tomorrow. Oh, you're not playing tomorrow? No, no man. Yeah. Fuck. So why was I saying we broke up? At, we broke up right after the show too. <laughs> why were you saying all this? Yeah, I forgot why I told this. Oh, because you smoked some weed too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a beautiful story. Oh no, story, so dude. it was amazing to hear you guys talk about that stuff. And, yeah. You oh, know, the episode. It's the side. Yeah. It's the side that a lot of people don't. You don't get that in interviews. Um, yeah, and I'd love to have you guys for another hour, but I know. You gotta well, go. I can talk to Joe honestly. I don't know. I don't know how when it would end. Yeah, man. I, I I feel like I I want I want to make you breakfast. I know I have, I have similar <laughs> feelings. That's I like fine. We that. vibe. <laughs> we, I believe they call that a bromance. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said it out loud. Now it's weird. Yeah, no. And I feel a little jealous. I feel like you got to pull back a little bit. We, a little need, jealous we need to hang more. Yeah, I, I invited <laughs> you out to the desert. You got to go. I, you need to go out and record with Christopher. Yeah, That's come what out to the desert, man. I definitely want to do that. Yeah, come on out. I was talking to Dave Catching about doing something out there too. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, he's like the best. We talked about creating something called the Manifestors, where we write just positive songs and it help us manifest like killer things in our life. I like, like it. Send me a copy. I need some. I, I need a role model. <laughs> I'm fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking rich. You know, you just keep repeating all sure. the, like. Yeah, all and then it comes true. Yeah, everything's yeah. Going well, it's great. like the Oprah book. What's the one that she you used to get in? It's like the purpose driven life or something. What is it? Yeah, like? the secret. The secret. I'm totally embarrassed that I knew that reference. Oh by man. The way. Well, yeah, I'm. Yeah. A, I'm well, you're the one who told dude, me about Abraham it. Hicks. And, yeah, I am too. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And manifesting your reality, like that stuff is. Right I believe in all that. Really? I, I do. Yeah, I'm I do. into that. I, I'm into that too. But I'm wandering in you the know wilderness, what? lost. I need. Yeah, I need. You I, manifest great things, though, <laughs> so it's working for you on some level. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's all theories. But this thing, this conflict resolution thing. Oh, yeah, back it, to that. Back is, to your Hawaiian. It's amazing. Lomi Lomi, what'd you call it? It's called Hoa Pa. No, that's a massage. Yeah, I, I, know, I can give I you know. one. That's my only Hawaiian thing I knew. Don't bust my chops. I'm the only Hawaiian word I knew. I was just trying to fit in here with the Hawaiian. Yeah, that's a weird. So tell me about Lomi Lomi. I got a place down by the airport. Chris, no. I like the way you say that. <laughs> Lomi Lomi. Lomi Lomi. Um, no, but seriously. It sounds a lot like something else. Huh. Huh. So love me, love me. Yeah, love yeah. That's what I thought me. you meant. Yeah, that's a song, Joe. You need to write a song called "Love Me, Love Me." I think "Love Me, Love Me, Love Me, Love Me." <laughs> you know, like you know, "Love Me, Love Me, Love Me, Love Me, Love Me, Love Me." Yeah, yeah, like super pop. You start it with a chorus right there. Love me, love me, love me, love me, lovely me. This is how this kind of thing happens, Joe. Magic, yeah. right? You know, here. like two years from now, you and I could be on stage. Holding the Grammy and going, remember love me, that. Love me, yeah. You know? <laughs> love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, yeah. <laughs> love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, yeah. I like how proud love you are of the yeah. We need you're like, you're like, this part's cool. You're like, you're like selling me, it. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. the hook, dude. That, I know. Yeah, that single, yeah. That's the hook. Like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> yeah, and like a nice, like a female vocal too with oh, yeah. you. Love me, love me, Out love there, me, yeah. love me, love me, love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love me, love me. Yeah. Love me, love me. Yeah. Love me, love me. Oh, love me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love me, love me, love me. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, this is a hit, though. I th really think so. I got some guitars in here. But the Ho'oponopono thing, that's the Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness and, like, I don't know what they call it. But it, it's it got this Dr. Hugh Lin uh, healed, like, a whole uh, criminally insane madhouse. I don't think that's the way you're supposed to say it. <laughs> like hospital None for the of those terms are, yeah. Hospital for the I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> but so, Fucking loony bin. Yeah, the loony bin. Yeah. <laughs> he healed it by using this Hawaiian prayer. And it's basically this. It's, I love you, I'm sorry. Let's say it together and see what we feel. I, like. I don't know what it is. Ready? We're going to go. And then okay, here we go. But no, no, we have to look each other in the eye. I okay. love you, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I, I love, love you. I'm sorry. sorry. Please, Please forgive, forgive me. me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I love, I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please, Please forgive me. me. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Fuck off. I love you. Yeah, yeah I can't. <laughs> Please see how it hit something. It, 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 it hit a little thing. You guys both had to abandon it at the same time because it's powerful. Yeah, I mean, it was well, so powerful actually, I couldn't handle it. It actually works. Yeah, I believe it. It does. It's like, and if you, and the, the idea behind it is. You're responsible for everything in your field of consciousness. This is—it's not fun because you want to hold other people responsible. You are batshit crazy, Joseph. I mean, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally I'm no. There's, uh, I love truth. it. No, there's no. I listen. I, I've learned a lot about that lately, like in the past few years, about how to be more like sort of open. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't have had this conversation with you 20 years ago when I met you. Right. So I'm only looking yeah. at my phone. You know what I mean? Because your guitar yeah. and mandolin are outside the stage. We need to head over there. So. You are very open, I'm and so you sorry. were very open. Yeah. No, I open. I appreciate. I, hope, I, I I like I um yeah yeah why not I'm gonna be dead in 20 years, dude. Yeah, well maybe not. I don't know. They Pro can shoot probably you full of robots that keep you alive. Seventy forever. is young. I would take anything. Yeah, you know, give me the perfect food pill. 
get my hair back. You're ready for the Matrix? I'd like to have a, like a Thor main, you know. Like, yeah. I'm ready. You know, I could keep going if I could just get a couple of things. Yeah, you can. You, you can. No problem. I grow man. that bag, no problem. Yeah, stem cells. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting on. Yeah. Just holding out for the cure, dude. Holding out for the cure. Yeah, but use that Ho'oponopono prayer. (laughs) I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. It's good. good. I love Christopher. We we love each other. I don't mean to. I didn't know. Yeah. We we don't need that. We're not arguing. There's no conflict here. No. Lomi, Lomi. You know Did what? I get that right? Is that the prayer? Lomi, Lomi. It's pushed down so deep. Lomi, Lomi. It's pushed down so deep. Yeah. What's pushed down so deep? Just the just the just the resentment and the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hidden Washed rage. Way down there. Yeah, no, we got to maintain, you know. Yeah, man, it's you it's can't ma- come out now. It's, it's a volcano. It's maintenance. It's good, like uh, it just liberates. It's you. it's like the New Madrid fault, you know, that big one that runs underneath like Memphis. It's going to like split the country in half and I don't drop half that. of us in the ocean. We don't know which half. Is that a conspiracy? Theory? No, it's a big one. It's, it's a real, real. It's a deep, you know, fault. Uh-huh. Going right down to the country. When it goes, it's going to go big. Whose fault is The it? last time it went, in 1803, <laughs> the Mississippi River ran backwards. Mm-hmm. Like in early 1800s, for like a few days, it ran backwards. Right. So, um, you know. How did that happen? Damn earthquake went off, man. Oh. I'm just saying, that's where the resentment is. You never know. Wow. <laughs> wow that's a heavy way to uh Dude, i don't know where they, i was just like i don't know it's following a trail and they're i'm gonna wrap it up because it was, it was I awesome the thank you yeah. so much all right yeah we gotta go dude, this was you, amazing guys. it was an honor fuck was it so was fun, an man. honor dude so fun. thank you so much yeah it was fun man Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.